Hi everyone, this is Raven and Campbell from Musicals, and we'd Hello. like to talk to you today about a nonprofit music education group that we are partnering with. Yep, we'd like to talk to you about Education Through Music. They partner with under-resourced schools to provide music as a core subject for all children. And they utilize music education as a catalyst to improve academic achievement, motivation for school, and self-confidence. Exactly. So they work with 52 different partner schools throughout New York City, um, and they work with them to institute sustainable music education programs by hiring qualified teachers, matching them with the school, and really equipping the teachers with the tools to succeed and be able to provide quality music education to all of the students attending that institution. So we think, you know, from this podcast, we think it's incredibly important to provide music education to all children, um, that everyone should have access to it to help, you know, really instill those lifelong passions that have been so influential for Campbell and I. So we believe that supporting this organization is the way you can support our podcast. Yep. And you can do so by going to give.etmonline.org slash boozicals. Again, that's give.etmonline.org slash boozicals. And yeah, you can really uh, help these kids if that's what you're into. Support the youths. Shut okay. up. That's, don't, don't, don't patronize me. Okay. Uh, I don't need you Enjoy the episode. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> Cheers. Clunk. Clunk. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. This is giving me, and we'll talk about what it is in a bit, but this is, this tastes to me like a melted Shrek promotional Sierra Mist Slurpee. Campbell, um... It's not okay how accurate that description is. Is it that like exactly it's, it's what the this most, tastes like? It's the most like so you know how there's like the uncanny valley for like AI like like robots and stuff like that like appearances. Very familiar. Um, you and Jonathan have somehow created an uncanny valley for like description like verbal descriptions of things, and I don't enjoy it, but you're so good at it. Thanks. How are you doing, Raylan? I am doing very well. Um, I'm moving into a new place. I'm going to be living by myself. Very excited Hell yeah, for hell that. yeah. Um, also exhausted from moving because my family does not believe in hiring movers. Um, so I'm moving everything except my piano on my own, which like is doable, but like my body is tired. So. Yeah. How are you? Been better, but excited to be here. And that's all that matters. We're here together, friend. Laysai. <laughs> the raven. Yes. My, my my dearest raven. The apple of my eye. Um, the the shooting star in the sky. Ooh. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. That girl you just have to know. The new girl in town. But not the part where she gets hit by a truck at the end of that song. <laughs> um, so sans vehicular manslaughter. That new girl in town, Raven. What have you been <laughs> listening to this week? <laughs> um, so I got really into like show 
theater. Like, like, uh, what's the word? Um, like, <laughs> this is a musical podcast. <laughs> no, there's there's a specific term what I was going fuck? to use. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, really? This is that's a new. There's, that's new. There's a specific term I was going to use. I forgot what it was as like I was speaking. Show tunes. That yes, show tunes. That's what I was. Raven, going to say. we literally have a podcast about musicals and. You had we haven't we had one sip of this <laughs> melted Slurpee, and okay. you Campbell, couldn't again, think of the word show too. I have been moving like furniture and stuff for like seven hours. Okay. I didn't you know eat fair, or use fair. the bathroom until like literally fifteen minutes before we sat down. Well, no one no one <laughs> held you to those standards. I did. Anyway, um, um, I listened to a lot what, of. Sh- what, how did you try to describe them? Oh, let's go back to this. Uh, I you said, say? I said, show theater. <laughs> so the word show came Are out. theaters? And then my brain couldn't yeah. think of the word tunes. So then the next thing that came to mind was like musicals. So I was like, no, because that is a show. And I was like, choir? And I was like, no, that's glee. And that was like, theater. Because I was like, technically, yes. <laughs> well, theater, theater is not songs. <laughs> Musical theater. Musical is the adjective. It was a train wreck from start to finish. Okay, so you anyway, can listen to show, show tunes, tunes like we do every week. Mm-hmm, okay. But specifically for good. Hamilton? Which you do no, like no. Six, 6% of your musical no, no, listening no, no, habits? No, 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 no. This time it was for good from Wicked, mm. but specifically the like Out of Oz version that Adina Menzel mm. and Kristen Chenoweth did. Nope. <laughs> Adim Dizel, um did that is I mean obviously amazing because it's Kristen Chenoweth and Adim Dizel. Um and so I listened to kind of just that one on repeat mm-hmm. um, and yep. then I also started listening this isn't music but I did start listening to a podcast called Office Ladies um, which oh, is yes. uh, with Pam and Angela. Angela it's Angela Kinsey and Jenna Fisher and they go episode th- by episode through the office and just talk about like fun facts and stuff like that like what it was what the experience was like being on the show and they are the best friends and they are adorable yeah. together they're just yeah. so their energy is so fun and I love it um, so that's been that's been my week from an auditory yeah, they, perspective they, they're a part of some of the great best friend podcasts you got Office Ladies, Best Friends with Nicole Byers and Shoes yep. and uh, The Bald and the Beautiful, Trix Mattel Ooh. and Katia, um, Sibling Rivalry, that should have been the first one I said, with Bob the Drag Queen, Monet Exchange, and Bootsicles. Indeed. Um, now, what about you, Campbell? What you been listening to? What's, what I... have you been bending your ear to? <laughs> um, it's, uh, what what's the term for it? It's like notes and instruments you know what voice at i don't the same need time. this What's that from oh, you. oh songs songs <laughs> i don't need this i've been listening right to musical songs <laughs> um i i have been listening i got back into not got back into but because i mean when do i ever stop listening um but to uh santana mm. Oh my gosh! Amazing. Some artist. of the collaborations, I'm just like, this is the, this is, peak music. Yeah. Smooth, by Santana Feach, Rob Thomas. Mm-hmm. Smooth and uh, what's the one he did with um with Chad Kroger? Was it like Into the Night or something like that? Or, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that one um, also is a really good one. The and one then of I course like had on, yeah, the Game of Love. Oh. 
I was thinking Maria with Maria. Michelle Branch. I mean, they're all good. They're, they're all amazing. Good. Like, you can't go wrong yeah. with the Santana song. It, because the weather's been so nice, and sometimes when you're driving, you just want to, like, you know, like, shoulder vibe. Mm, you want to do a little, little shimmy. Yeah, and Santana is the music for that. Indeed. Indeed. So that is what I've been listening to uh, this week. Raven. Mm-hmm. Would you like to tell our dearest, dearest, I was going to say a weird thing instead of listeners, and I'm not going to, because <laughs> it would upset you. Would you like to tell our dear listeners uh, what musical you chose for us to talk about and what we are drinking, and why? <laughs> Wild. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... This week, I chose the musical Annie, specifically the 1982 film version. Um, and I chose this because it, I honestly am amazed that it, I didn't think about it for so long. But I really, really love Annie. Like, it's probably one of my favorite musicals. And um, I remember when I was in elementary school, my, uh, when I was in like fifth grade, my elementary school actually did a production of Annie, like with our school. And I auditioned, I didn't get the part I auditioned for because I believe I was auditioning for Duffy, not Duffy, Pepper. I was auditioning for Pepper and I ended up with the role of Duffy, which like is totally fine. Like both are I mean, equal also, characters. Pepper's the oldest orphan and you were probably the youngest auditioner. Correct. Um, so <laughs> the role of Pepper went to like basically the tallest girl in our grade. Um, and yeah, and I just, I really, really just love this story. Um, I have individual, like vivid memories of doing Annie. And um, I feel like such a connection, like, I don't know if it's the story or like just that memory or whatever, but I always feel such a connection to the story and I really, really love it. And there are times, um, like certain songs and certain scenes where I tear up every single time. Um, and I hadn't watched it in a few years. So I was like, you know what? Why not? I don't remember the last time I've seen this movie. It was probably like in public school, mm -hmm. probably in like middle school or elementary school, like in like a music class. Yeah. My last time was probably during or just before like college ish. So it's been, it's been several years still. Um, but yeah. So the drink I chose is called Miss Hannigan's Hooch and it is uh, pear vodka ginger beer and lime juice and it is just delicious uh what what made you uh pick those flavors what inspired you oh um what inspired me was a website that had a list of cocktails for annie oh you didn't make this yourself <laughs> no I was under the impression you did. That is uh, And you know what, Campbell? I appreciate that you think so highly of me. I mean, it's three ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> but one of them is an ingredient I've never had. You did straight up math for another drink. I think it's it's a safe assumption that, like, you, you could have come up with this. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it's literally three things. Uh, Four with Yeah, ice. no, I just, I just pulled it off the website. A very cool website. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. So, um, Would you like to give a little 
background, a little context. I can give for a couple Annie. of tidbits. Um, so Annie, the 1982 film, um, is based on the 1977 Broadway musical um, by Charles Strauss, Martin Sharnan, and Thomas Meehan, um, and that is in turn based off of um, the Little Orphan Annie comic strip created by Harold Gray. So for Harold Gray, like Little Orphan Annie was is the main thing he's known for. It was a really popular comic strip, and that kind of it just tells the story of um, like Annie's life with uh, Daddy Warbucks, which is how I will be referring to him for the entirety of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah and it's, it's basically Little just Orphan like, Annie is wild. It's yeah, it, like, it was, like he like like there's like shootouts with like mm -hmm. gangsters yeah it's it's shooting insane. this little orphan because it's meant to be like it's almost like the mini adventures of huckleberry finn but like in new york city and not on a river yeah. and during yeah. the great depression but like yeah. with a billionaire so like untouched by the great depression <laughs> yeah yeah wild um yeah so uh so annie like okay so here's the interesting thing Annie actually didn't do, like, it did okay when it first came out, like, the film version, but it had very mixed reviews, which, again, as someone who, like, really loves this particular version of Annie is wild to me. Like, I'm just going to read, like, two of the, um, of the reviews. So one of them was, like, um, it's not about anything, but I sort of enjoyed the movie. Uh, but then they go on to what say... What do you mean it's not about anything? <laughs> I strongly disagree a, with that. I mean, there's a plot, sir. <laughs> but it's also about, like, how absolutely miserable these orphans are during this time in American exactly. history. Wild. Uh, he's like, these lyrics are devastating <laughs> coming from such small children. Oh, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. Uh, yeah, he's like, he's like, I enjoyed the energy that was visible on the screen and the sumptuousness of the production numbers and the good humor of some of the performances, especially those by like Albert Phineas, Daddy Warbucks, and Carol Burnett and Miss Hannigan. And I was just like, so you liked it? You just you just didn't like it enough to say that you liked it? Question mark. Um, and then there, and then there was another cool. one. Uh, so okay, so there was another one that was basically like, Annie is far from a great film, but like the music hall in the in the good old days, it is immaculately maintained and almost knocks itself out trying to give the the art the audience its money's worth. They don't make movies like this anymore. So again, okay, so you so, liked it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this movie like sucks, but it's like almost like, it's like exactly like the musical, which is a hit and everyone loves. Right? And it's like, and someone else was like, mm, That's it's like okay. the opposite of what I said. It is like, it, it is the worst, but it's also It's the also best. the best. And then someone else is like, it's Nonsense. um, it's a bit of a letdown, and the songs they added are not the least bit memorable. And I'm like, strongly disagree. Like I just wild. I just find everything. that that's the part people have problem with this movie. Apparently, there is there are many more. There are many more problematic issues. parts. Um, um, although I will say, at least the parts that I found particularly problematic, which Campbell, I assume you will agree with me at least in part on, which is you know the characters, Punjab, the Asp. Mr. Arn, um, actually were also in the Broadway musical. So I, I yeah, wasn't sure were. if they had added them for the movie or not. Um, either way, problematic portrayals of the character. I mean, they were also characters in Little Orphan. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, very problematic portrayals, but I guess they were holding oh, true to the story. Um, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into <laughs> we'll it. We'll get into it. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, to Raven. Cheers. For doing what's expected of her that we agreed upon after the first couple of episodes. (laughs) And really has yet to do till now. Honestly, that's my greatest skill. Doing what is expected of me. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, so let's get into it. So, we start off... Campbell. Yes. This is the whole... This is the whole point of the podcast. Talk about show tunes. I hate you. Um, <laughs> so we, we open, opening credits. Yeah, we start with the opening credits, and um, we we hear the song "Tomorrow" being sung. Um, her voice is so rich and beautiful. Like it, to me, like her voice. Like there are certain times where it's like, okay, yeah, like I can tell you're a fairly younger singer. Um, that there's more experience for you to get, but like a lot of times, her voice doesn't sound like a child's voice. Like, there's so much um, richness and, like, timber to it that it's just, like, aren't you, like, 10, girl? Like, what's happening? Let's talk about Eileen Quinn, shall we? Please. Eileen Quinn, who plays Annie. Mm -hmm. Um, She was one of around 8,000 girls to audition for this part. Um, Two years before the film version, she was in the Broadway production of Annie, Um, She was what was called as a swing orphan. Um, So she was, like, trained to play any of the orphans except for Annie. Um, And when Quinn was a part of it, the uh, role of Annie on Broadway was actually played by Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, So, like, auditions took, like, an entire year in 1980. um, And there was... The casting director um, had, like, a really kind of, like, quick process to audition people Mm -hmm. that they called Lights, Camera, Annie. So they would, like, line up, and each girl sang a part of Tomorrow, and the next girl would pick up where the previous one left off. interesting, okay. And so um, Eileen was called back eight different times until the production team was, like, convinced it was the perfect combination of grit and sweetness. Um, and she didn't, like, believe it until, like, a casting agent um, showed the production schedule and she was scheduled to be on the Today Show, like, Aww. the next morning. Yeah. That's so she cute. is so incredibly talented. You want to hear something um, wild? Yeah. One of the mixed reviews for the film included the phrase... Quinn often comes across as one of those self-conscious stage kids. And I'm like, bitch, where? (laughs) where, She's so, like, she has so much confidence in this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, to be able to, because again, like, I feel like the role of Annie, I mean, obviously it's named after her, so, like, she has to be central to it, but the role of Annie in this musical is honestly a lot like the role of um, Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray. Like, it's it's quintessential to the musical and you have to be like, you can't let anyone outshine you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to be in it. And she yeah. does that. Like she does a fantastic job of performing this role. Yeah. And like, she like did a lot of like um, Broadway, like on the road, like kind of shows like after that different things, mm-hmm. um, a lot more things related to education. Um, she actually, uh, she used to teach at, uh, University of Monmouth, um, Mo- uh, Monmouth uh, University, mm-hmm. and this is the university that owns the Warbucks Mansion. Oh, okay. 
and I'll like talk more about that once we like see it. Yeah. Um, but there was this fundraiser there, um, that like was there to raise money for education. Um, so she went for the uh, back for the first time, um, and she's quoted as saying, um, "It's that staircase that does it." After I gave my speech, they had me go up the stairs, and I sang "Tomorrow." That was so surreal. Mm-hmm. I was walking down that staircase again, and even though they had tables set up for the gala, I couldn't help but think, oh, my God, that's where I cried chopped, and that's where I was on the, his shoulders. Aww. And she, like, kept on, like, flashing back. Um, um, they were, like, asked if she was interested in teaching, and she was like, yeah, I actually love that. And next thing she knew, um, she was uh, teaching a course in theater. That's so cool. Yeah. What an honor, honestly, to be taught theater by Eileen Wynn. Like, oh my gosh, wild. And let's talk, uh, like, what it just, I, if you don't listen to musicals, there's no one that doesn't know this song. There's no one that doesn't know the song tomorrow. And it's, yeah. it's, it's a song that, it's, it's ubiquitous for its hopefulness and its optimism, which is exactly how it's used in this uh, film. Um, mm-hmm. And it starts out being just optimism for Annie, like her way of, you know, getting through her, honestly, horrific life in this orphanage. Um, which we'll get into the will, next oh two gosh. songs. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's her way of saying, you know what? There's always tomorrow. The sun will always come out. Like, the sun also rises. You know what I mean? Like, the sun will always come up tomorrow. It will always be a new day, you know? And it's just, like, Mm -hmm. that level of optimism is honestly a little inspiring. Um, I I am incapable of matching it, (laughs) but it is inspiring nonetheless. (laughs) Yeah. So this is the song that is performed during the opening credits where we see like the different actors in a locket um which will come back into play um throughout the course of this film um and we then get we see that they're at the hudson saint home Mm -hmm. for girls established hudson street yeah not saint i assume you Uh, did the same thing as i did in previous st yeah yeah yeah. hudson street hudson street home for girls established um 1891 and we get into it's nighttime we get into the song maybe, maybe. and this song is just maybe one of my it might be my favorite song of the musical that's fair. um it's so good it's very much somewhere that's green little shop of horrors mm-hmm. yes it's um, very similar it's it's still sort of that optimism but with a much more sorrowful tone on it it's and much more realistic this is my environment. Yeah. Like it's, it's saying like, Hey, like maybe my parents are out there. Maybe they're living fantastic lives and they'll come back for me, but let's be real. It's probably not going to happen. And the line, yeah, it, it's, um, it's, maybe it's, now this prayer is the last one of its kind is just, uh, it just gets me. It's very time. much. It was like, yeah, this, I can imagine. This is what I'm hoping for. Maybe that will happen though. Yeah. Parentheses probably not. Um, um, and then we see. Uh, I, I like some. Of, I like some of the lyrics. Um, he's paying bills. Way to go, mom! You did it. Like, don't pay for shit. Make him um, collecting um, ashtrays and art. That's fun. That seems like a good old American hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you just made one mistake. Giving up me. But oh. and and a lot of a lot of these songs like have 
that because it's it's kind of the that return gut return to reality you know what i mean where it's like even when they're being like uh, back funny to reality mayhaps <laughs> oh there goes gravity um but yeah, so like even when they're yeah, like fun or they're talking about like random things, there's always a line following, like the the follow up line that just really like sucks you back, and it's just oh, mm-hmm. it grounds you. Oh no, yeah, yeah, and this this song and, definitely has that. And I definitely thought, so she's like singing, like it's like pretty late at night, just singing by herself, very loudly, mm-hmm. quite loudly. She's just sitting um, in the window. In a the, room with, like, what, 15 beds? That are yeah. pretty much all full. Um, girl, shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> People are trying to sleep. And then we see um, another orphan, Molly, Molly played Who's by Tony so and uh, Cassandi, um, has a nightmare, is calling, screaming, calling for Annie. I'm just like, I'm sure everyone hates you. <laughs> you two orphan. It was my first thought. Well, Pepper certainly um, does. <laughs> Yeah, Pepper showed up, and Pepper... Pepper's having Pepper none like, of Molly's shit. Pepper's, like, the oldest orphan. Um, Pepper, um, played by... Who was she played by? Um, oh, Roseanne Sorrentino. Okay. Um, was basically shut the fuck up. <laughs> and just, like, stomps on a girl's face to get over there. Oh, like, yes. Like, walking across. And then... Um, I was like, Pepper, you're exactly right. This is this is unreasonable. I was on Pepper's side for Pepper this. Pepper knows what she's about. Um, and, like, Annie is just like, guys, we need to, like, keep it down. We need to go to bed. Or Miss Hannigan's going to, like, yell at us. Annie, you were the one you were the fully one singing, singing at full volume. <laughs> I'm going to need you to, you know, step back for this one. Um, and then... Annie, like, threatens Pepper, just like, oh, I'd like to see you try. Like, you thought, like, fuck around and find out is the core of <laughs> Annie the orphan. Um, and I'm like, Annie, at that point, I was like, is Annie a bully? I like to think she's more of a bodyguard. Because okay. the only time, the only time we see she her... She's definitely an instigator. Yes, but the only time we see her actively engage in violence is when she's been provoked. Like, attacked herself, usually. Fuck around and find out. Got mm-hmm. it, got Indeed. it, got it, got it. Indeed. Um, so then, true to form, Miss Hannigan comes in. Ugh, and just immediately the... starts verbally abusing these young children. Verbally and physically. I don't care about that. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, that's cool. <laughs> Oh, you gonna are you gonna talk about Let's the fact talk that she's about drunk as shit? <laughs> Let's talk about Carol Burnett, shall we? <laughs> oh my gosh, she does this role so well though. It's like I would believe she abused children if she wasn't so <laughs> fantastic of a you know person. Right? Um Carol Burnett, if you don't know who she is, watch some episodes of the Carol Burnett show. Yes. Um fucking fantastic. Um Carol and Company. Um she like her like Broadway like beginnings. Um, she got a Tony nomination in 1959 uh, for her starring role in Once Upon a Mattress. And one of the, some of the more recent stuff. Did you ever see the um, Horton Hears a Who movie? Yes. You know the kangaroo bitch. <gasps> that's her. That's, that's Carol Burnett. Oh yeah, my Carol gosh. Burnett is like honestly like the queen of comedy. Um, She's she hilarious. Is so incredible. And, and she commits she, to this role. She commits. <laughs> you commit for the bit. Car- uh, 
I love her. Yeah. And Miss Hannigan is co- is constantly drunk or hungover. Oh yes, and, and always that. horny. And I love that. Apparently. Well, we'll, we'll talk about how horny she is. <laughs> Dear Lord. Um, and like you knew, I, I wrote down Miss Hannigan looking great. Uh, she. <laughs> It's the middle of the night. Um, yeah. You know, reeking of gin. Well, it, it, she seems to always, like, it, the time of day does not factor into that detail. Oh, <laughs> like, you knew she was coming because you heard those evil woodwinds. <laughs> yes. Facts. Coming from down the hall. Um, are the woodwinds in this musical are beautiful. Like, yeah. just always on point. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, so she comes and, in and she's like... And, Get to work cleaning. You know, you gotta mm-hmm. make this what floor is she, shine. What was the line she says about orphans? I don't. Recall. It was. It was something like something derogatory. It was something about like choosing to be orphans or something like that. Oh, like, oh, oh no! I have that one written down. Um, she has. Uh, she says, "Why any kid would want to be an orphan is beyond me." And I'm like, I don't think she knows what orphans. I are. don't think. You do, because, ma'am, um, no child chooses to be an orphan. Like, that's, like, kind of inherent to the definition of what an orphan is. Yeah. Cause and then she has them all trained to say... We love you, Miss Hannigan. Which I, I remember saying that, like, on stage. Yeah. Um, and then we get into some rage cleaning. <laughs> yes, because she has told them that she needs to, that they have to make the floor shine. Everything has to be clean because they're being like inspected tomorrow or something. Um, or like in case like inspection comes. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just like, clearly you are not equipped to take on this responsibility, but you are aware that that's your responsibility as the caretaker. Um, but we're just going to move I do that. understand that, but it's also clear in this film that the state has failed them. Oh, for sure. Like, that is yeah. beyond... Yeah, that is... Not all the blame is on Miss Hannigan. Correct. That is true. Um, so then we get into a song, It's a Hard Knock Life. With the, you know, classic either or, would you rather get kissed or get kicked? Yes. Uh, treat Instead of treated, we get tricked. Um, let me tell you, the choreography for this song is so difficult because there's, it's a very quick paced song and it's, there's very so precise. much, there's so much movement happening because it's a flurry. Like all the, t- you have like easily a dozen or more children all cleaning this entire house, like doing laundry, etc. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, all the movements have to be quick and precise and there's so much happening at the same time especially the scene where um i believe molly's in the molly and annie are on the front and like dancing uh through the bedroom while the girls are jumping on the beds that bit when they're like on the floor and like rolling over and then doing like a cartwheel or whatever it's a lot it's a lot these orphans can move (laughs) yes and they can sing not into homes but you know physically oh no Listeners, oh, we're going oh to be making goodness, Betty. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! We're going to be making Betty an orphan joke uh, this episode, so I don't know. Oh no! It is what it is. I hope you like orphan humor. Um, the, um, okay, one of the lines that confuses me in the song, they say cotton blankets instead of wool. I wrote that down too. What's what did you wrong prefer? I don't like wool very much. It's scratchy. It's scratchy. It's too hot. I I run hot. You know, especially I run hot. God forbid it rain. 
Like, you have a wool sweater. You just smell like a wet sheep all day. They're in New York! Uh, 1931. Um, It gets humid. Yes. Yes. I just don't understand. Did it make you uncomfortable when they were just fully throwing dishes? Yes. Okay. I mean, clearly they don't care about they don't care i mean they like i mean they're abused they physically fight miss hannigan on the reg and they steal her things scare her constantly and it's one of those things like there's something so because one you like you know for sure that there were orphanages like this there are children in foster home situations like this you know what i mean but it's like there's something so sad about their situation because it's it's honestly like they're treated like prisoners basically because like, like they have nowhere to go you know they're at yeah. the mercy of the state like they don't have guardianship or like anything like that like any belongings any of, any of that stuff so they're they're literally stuck here they're treated like prisoners but they're innocent little children like molly's what like six yeah yeah uh and then molly was talking about i was like do you think santa well, like, come, and Annie is like, like Santa? Santa. What's who, that? Who's Santa, he? who the fuck is that? Is like, <laughs> Annie is just like, I don't know her. <laughs> Get the never, fuck out. Never heard of her. Um, <laughs> never also, heard of her. can we talk about little Molly's impression of Miss Hannigan? Uh, so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, my gosh. The yanked the whiskers from her chin. Uh, oh, my, my sweet little pig. <laughs> like, no. Oh, Wild. my gosh. Wild. Also, when they're, like, climbing back up the stairs, like, all of them, there are so many orphans. There's so many of them. And that one girl that was just sleeping on the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like, is she, was, she, was she alive? <laughs> um, one of the orphans, like, does pull her up, and she starts. So oh, okay, I think okay. So. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. And they, they did go um, out of their way to not actively step on her. So that's that's kind. Yeah. So Miss Hannigan catches them goofing around. Mm-hmm. Because be they're like, trying mm-hmm. to hide Annie in the laundry basket. Yes, which yeah. also is wild, and we'll get to that. But um, what happens with that? But Miss Hannigan's like, no, you have to get this place clean, um, or you get no lunch. And we're not having hot mush today. And they're, and they're like, so yay! Excited. And she's like, we're having cold mush. <laughs> she's like, hey, oh take that, you dumbass kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, they take so the laundry out. They take the laundry out. Um, and because Mr. Bundle is coming. Um, and we hear Miss Hannigan say, it's time for a tumble with the bundle, girl. Yeah, Irving Metzman <laughs> plays Mr. Bundles. Um, he was in Law & Order, uh, War Games, the Equalizers, the 80s version, not the current Queen Latifah version that everyone should watch. True. Um, this, again, is a Queen Latifah fan podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he is assaulted. <laughs> by Miss Hannigan. Yes. Well, every man, Straight. every man is assaulted by Miss Hannigan in this in this movie. Um, no, not every man. Most men. All except for the uh, officer. That was no, consenting. no. Oh, oh, that was consenting. That's fair. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, every man is um propositioned by Miss oh, Hannigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and which I also only one reciprocates I, the feeling. I think also includes her brother, but we'll oh, for sure, which is so creepy. Yeah, she wants she wanted to fuck her brother. Oh my brother. gosh, which I have so many um, notes on when we get there. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Mr. Bundle, um, 
so yeah so they're like oh realizes what's happening yeah because he's like oh it's so much heavier than it usually is and they're just like no 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 shh like Annie's in there shut the fuck up (laughs) and And they like get out there like little orphan switchblades and be like I swear to god if you say a goddamn goddamn word um yeah so he's like oh I got it I got it got it he's like in on it so then he starts like kidnaps an orphan Okay, well, uh, freeze. And then, like, basically... Freeze in Orphan. <laughs> when she gets dragged back later on, but, you know. Okay, yeah, so Annie, like, gets, like, picked up out of the laundry, the dirty laundry, and she's like, thanks, Mr. Bundles. See you later. And he was like, good luck out <laughs> <Peace>. there. <laughs> it's like, this is a city. This is a 10-year-old, <laughs> a 10-year-old child girl. let loose in a city. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and not, not, like, the good parts of New York City. Yeah. Good luck is what he says to her. Yeah. It's like, sir. Um, and then the cop like sees her and at first it's like, why it's just a kid in the city. Why I was like, Oh, this happens a lot. Yes. Um, and also I mean like, because I remember having the same reaction of just like, why are you so upset that this child's out? But also you have to think about like she's a ten year old child out just out in the city out and about yeah. who like clearly does not have her guardians with her and especially if he knows that this happens frequently he knows that she is like lives at the orphanage and is probably out without permission so i mean i get that but also like he's kind of being a dick yeah um so annie like you know escapes mm-hmm. um his uh line of vision um, and sees that there's a bunch of boys, like, being mean to a dog with, yeah. like, they, like, put, like, they have cans around cans his tail. String, yeah, cans and string tied around his tail, and they're chasing him. Yeah, and then she was like, y'all, y'all better stop this, yeah. uh, or else, and she, like... And this is where we see she, Annie like, square she, like, the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> she, like, hits one of them, and another kid, like, hits her, and it's very much... Well, because, like, yeah, they like, shove her against this met... brick wall, and these are, like, yeah, a bunch and... of boys, like, very rough and tumble with her. It's, it's very much, you know that scene in Avengers, the, the latest one, I guess Endgame, mm-hmm. where Thanos, um is, like, trying to, like, use the Infinity Gauntlet, like, again, and Captain Marvel, like, like is trying to hold down mm-hmm. his hand so he can't snap, and he, like, headbutts her, and it doesn't do anything, and she gives a face. Yeah. She's like, oh, you thought? It's very much, you know, anime, action movie, um, get punched in the face, like, the hero hits the big grunt in the face, and the grunt just, like, cracks his neck. Yeah. Before, like, killing them. That's what happens with this 10-year-old orphan girl. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they, again, because these boys are tall. I can only assume they're at least, like, a couple years older than her. Um, like, probably around, like, 12, 13 age. Um, mm-hmm. Significantly taller than her, a couple of them. They and have they, numbers on their side. Facts. Um, and they, like, shove her against this brick wall, this little 10-year-old girl. And she comes back, and she's like, oh, bitch, you thought? And then just, like, punches them. Like, Love it. On the ground. And I'm just like, ah, oh, yes, bitch. Yes. Yeah. And then they run away and she gets the cans off the dog. And the dog is so happy and, like, tries to follow her. Yeah. And she was like... He just wants a like, little friend. He's like, dumb dog. Like, I, I don't have any food. Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> and so we get into um, the song, Dumb Dog. Dumb Dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, why are you following me, uh, presuming dog? Um, you say, I ain't got nothing to feed you. I can barely feed myself. This dog catcher is excited <laughs> to catch dogs yes his also, passion <laughs> i think is to put dogs out 
Facts. I'm going to say it. Facts. Also, I get that the dog, like, yes, he's dirty. And yeah, because it doesn't seem that the dog catcher knows Annie. Like the police officer does. Doesn't seem like the dog catcher knows Annie. So yeah. I get that the dog is Larry dirty. Hankin is oh, the actor. Nice. And do you know what the the character is called? Not dog catcher. No, I don't. Uh, pound man. Oh, that's so much worse. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. Dog in, catcher uh, is a noble profession. Pound man is a stripper name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pound man. <laughs> um, Worst okay. superhero ever. <laughs> um, yeah, he was also Old Joe in Breaking Bad and. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was oh, um, yeah, in a that. bunch of episodes of Friends. Um, he was in Barry's in CSI. Um, just a dick. It's just yeah. like, let this girl have a dog. Yeah. It's like... And, and my thing is, like, I get that, yes, the dog is dirty, and yes, he doesn't have a collar on, but you see that this dog is actively with this child. Yeah. So I'm just like... And he literally just walks up and just puts a rope around the dog's neck and starts walking away. She's like, excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, this is my dog. And also, like, I love what's your how, dog's name? I love how she went from dumb dog to that's my dog in like 10 seconds yeah. flat. I mean, dumb is still in the subtext. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's my dumb ass like, dog. And he was like, what's your dog's name? And she's like, mm, Sandy, let's go with that. That's, yeah. At first, just like, oh, what's his name? It was like, my father? It's like, no, your dog, you orphan bitch. That's <laughs> 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 orphan bitch. <laughs> All, all adults seem to like besides grace every adult in this movie seems like despise children, children. <laughs> it's like literally everyone hates these kids so much it's, it's like the entire city got together at a town meeting where the only referendum was fuck them kids i'm literally crying <laughs> i'm laughing so hard with how much these adults hate these kids they didn't do nothing. Like they didn't. They didn't do anything. They're just orphans. Uh, oh oh I need to. I need to get to my breath. I'm just thinking about how much they hate these two kids. It's excessive. Like it's huh. it's more than just like it's more because also it's not even like these kids are teenagers. Like I understand in some in some places where it's like. Oh, you know, you have a gaggle of teenagers coming and like, you know, they might disrupt the store, disrupt customers, stuff like that. These are like 10 year old oh. children that you just despise. <laughs> I can't. Uh, so anyway, Sandy <laughs> is the dog's name. And he's like, okay, go walk over there and call your dog. To, uh, and as if he comes to you, it, he's yours. Okay, what I want to know is, when she's calling Sandy, oh, yeah. what the, why? <laughs> the, the guy next to her is just, the guy to... just yelling at her. <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking, he's like, again, Did he Campbell. try to steal a dog from this orphan? <laughs> no, Campbell, Campbell, okay. The entire city has decided collectively to hate these orphans. So he sees this little orphan girl. Arguing... I think he was the owner of the fruit stand. He was the middle oh, of the yeah. transaction. Yeah, it's not even his He was like, hold up, hold up. I see this girl like, I gotta to heckle get this, this dog. little orphan girl. I have to, I have to interview. And so, yeah, he just sees, he just sees this noble 
this noble dog catcher adult who is not an orphan child, and this little orphan he child no tries to steal this dog. He doesn't know anything. He's them. like, you know what? Fuck this kid. <laughs> It's like, oh, fuck this, this kid, kid or a dumb this dog. orphan wants a little bit of joy? Absolutely not. <laughs> Unacceptable. And... <laughs> I hate these kids it's so much. It's truly not so, okay to treat with these children. Sandy, like, goes to Annie. I, like, fully have tears from my eyes, <laughs> listeners. Oh. So, uh, Sandy goes to Annie, and then the fruit stand guy just turns away. He was like, eh. He had no dog he in this fight. So much like, time and effort for something he didn't care he about. Ignored, to, to he ignored. To emotionally hurt a child. He actively paused a trans an ongoing transaction with a customer to heckle this ten year old orphan, just trying to get a do- who's a stray dog. It's not even anyone's dog. I I assume he didn't even want the dog. Oh my gosh. He just didn't want this. He just didn't want her to have. To have. What kind of petty ass adults are in this movie? I truly cannot. Raven, this has been a rough week. I needed a laugh like that. And I'm glad we're just laughing at these stupid little orphans. Oh my god. Well, it's specifically like, my thing is like, I understand that, and I don't, I've never seen the like official like Broadway production of this movie, so I don't know what that book looks like, but I feel like in their attempt I believe show... they just straight up dropkick Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> Honestly, based on the movie. Like, the thing is, like, I feel like in their that attempt to show... That one review said show, it was exact. In, in their attempt to show how, um, like, how poorly these orphans were generally treated, it just turned into every single adult in the world hates these children. <laughs> Absolutely doesn't give oh me... Oh, my god! No, it's not that they don't give a fuck. Like they, have, they, they actively so seek effort. to harm them. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so much more than indifference. Um, oh, okay, so okay. then, so then uh, she, gets, uh, she gets I the dog. A, I need a, she I gets can't read my notes. Fruit stand guy. So I, I can take the next couple ones. She gets the she gets the dog. Fruit stand guy turns away because he did not care about the situation at all. No. Um, and the policeman shows up behind her, basically drags her back to the orphanage. But Sandy follows her, so she does have the dog. And then when Miss when she gets there, Miss um, Hannigan comes out and it's just like, oh, you dumb little orphan or whatever. Um, but she's trying to convince the police officer that she's a good person apparently. Her sweet little. So peach she's buzz. just like, oh yeah, you sweet little peach fuzz. You, you, I'm so glad that you're home and safe and blah blah. And then just throws Annie into the. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> and then just immediately starts. This orphan is empty. <laughs> Yeet. Um, and then um, immediately starts thirsting after this officer. Oh, but like they have definitely. Who's the before. second man in the span of like ten minutes that we've seen her actively go after? Yeah, that's fine. But that's he does reciprocate true. it. He does reciprocate her advances. Yeah. Um. And oh. Don't you just love Miss Hannigan's uh, very well thought out and threatening, um, witty catchphrase? Just shouting, kill! <laughs> kill, kill. <laughs> Again, it's so much more than indifference. <laughs> yeah, and, oh my god. Oh my okay, so they're hiding the dog, and Miss um, yeah. Hannigan, like, leaves, and they'd be like, oh, we got this dog, and they're... <laughs> They're like, what is this smelly, dumb dog doing here? And they, like, love it. And the player's like, oh, what's his name? And they're like, we get into the song Sandy. Sandy. And it's, they're like, Fifi. 
uh, the Fifi was like said, like spoken, mm-hmm. and then the transition to the song is just this one orphan. I think it's Pepper just singing very operatically oh beautiful champion and there was no transition, no I, was transition. Just like, I was like it, does this orphan just like talk like this because that's what i <laughs> believe at this very moment Which, the background music has not entered oh yeah no and like in but this orphan's voice is beautiful like i'm just like why oh, don't yeah. you sing more in this movie <laughs> Um, yeah, she just says how oh, about champion like, and immediately goes into song and dance. Someone was like, Rover, back handspring. <laughs> um, Wild. They, this song, they're really going in on this dog. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> why they, are they really? They why, really have a love-hate relationship with this dog. <laughs> this dog was like, oh, what this stupid dog, this piece of shit <laughs> motherfucking dumbass no good. <laughs> Dumbass, son of a bitch, dog. I was just like, why is literally every Campbell, character Campbell, Campbell, in this is they're so mean. Campbell, hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> Correct, but they just, just like I mean, one song is just called "Dumb Dog," and like Annie just saves him and like loves him and just calling him an idiot most of the time, and then song Sandy. All of them are just talking about how stupid this dumbass dog is. But in true dog form, Sandy's Sandy is still smiling and and panting. He's just like, I don't care what you're saying to me as long as oh, you say it in a happy tone. Sorry, uh, Sandy, played by uh, Bingo the Otterhound. Aww, and he's very cute. <laughs> he's so cute. I want, oh I, I want, I want that dumb. I want that dumbass dog. <laughs> that dumbass piece of shit. <laughs> Dog. So they, these girls just go in on this dog. I just can't get over it. Why are they ripping this dog a new one? It's just a dog. Finally, finally, Annie's just like, well, I already decided. These are some of the best, best film moments in film history. I believe. Oh my god. So then Annie's just um, like, oh, I already decided his name is Sandy, blah, blah, blah. As long as we hide him, we'll get to like keep him. And so then Miss Hannigan is coming back in. And so they quickly... Constantly drunk. They, <laughs> constantly drunk. So they quickly try to hide him like under some sheets and stuff like that again. Um, she obviously sees that there is a dog in the middle of this room. She is not that drunk yeah, at this no. point. There's parts I was like, oh, she is off her rocker. For, for sure. Um, um, but, but yeah, she was so like, she, yeah, you're going to go to the paddle closet, I think she called. Yes, says. and then he's and going then to the Sandy. sausage factory. Which is, I mean, this is around the time that The Jungle was written. Um, so I'm just like, what is uh, going uh, in your... 1931. Uh, Great Depression. Ever what's, heard of it? Uh, what's going in your sausage, New York City? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then we see Miss um, Grace Farrell come in from the New York oh. Board of Orphans. Oh, God. And she is the... The license plate says New York City 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she is important. ranking um, is so great. She's so talented. She was in all that jazz. She was in Movie Movie, um, the Broadway revival of Chicago in 1996. Um, she chore- was the main choreographer. Um, she was also, like, during that revival... On Broadway, she reprised a former role um, that she had when she was Roxy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, 
And she like, and for this, she like won a Tony for like best choreography. Amazing. I mean, and then a lot of like productions and stage shows of yeah. Chicago, especially internationally, she's like the main choreographer. Yeah, which I mean, it's because she's obviously a very talented dancer, and I mean, we'll talk about when we get there. But especially like in Let's Go to the Movies, she is fantastically talented. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she introduces herself as Grace Farrell. She is a private secretary to Mr. Oliver Warbucks, um, mm-hmm. aka Daddy Warbucks, who is mm-hmm. apparently basically like the richest man in the city. He's you know like knows we'll the president personally, all that stuff. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, um, so yeah, and she's she's there to see an orphan, and then Miss Hannigan breaks down. She was like, we found her. It's fine. It's fine. She's alive. It's fine. It's fine. She like ran out. She does this sometimes, but she's here. She's safe. She's well. Grace is just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then she doesn't follow up on it. She doesn't follow up at all. I'm just like, were you not concerned about everything she was just saying? Um, And then also Miss Hannigan calls her scissors legs. Um, Which is that? Is that an insult? Is that a compliment? I really don't is it, understand it the context. It seems weirdly sexual. It uh, um, for sure. Um, yeah. So. So then, so yeah. So okay, we're in Miss Hannigan's is, this, office. This, this, this is the part. I'm. Which. Okay, so the plot of this movie is basically. Elon Musk wants to rent an orphan. <laughs> yes. Like everyone's supposed to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Correct. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Got cool, hit cool, it on cool. the nose. <laughs> Hate that. <laughs> Hate that Hate for it. this movie. Um, yeah. For this story. Um, um, yeah, so then we see with the Miss Hannigan's office. And he's office, a and there's billionaire. Like, he's a billionaire in, in 1933. Or, yeah, 1931. A billionaire. Mm-hmm. In today's times that's like 16 billion dollars yes even if he only had one billion yes oh if he had one billion dollars it would be 16 17 billion dollars yes say he had like 10 or 15 billion mm-hmm. that's like two that's like a uh, quarter trillion dollars mm-hmm. correct so really it's i would say it's even more it's like because also the look fits better i would say is jeff bezos wants to rent an orphan oh yeah he wants to amazon prime an orphan (laughs) to his home correct that's correct um and the uh yeah it's actually uncanny i'm not okay with how well that look fits okay so we're gonna move on um so we're in miss hannigan's office and there's like this back door that we see annie is like peeking in to invite an orphan to spend a week in his home that sounds bad yes but of course, Miss Hannigan doesn't question it. She's like, oh, get no. these orphans the fuck like, out of my house. And then Annie's trying to like hint, like, pick me, pick, pick me, pick me. And it's and like, it's like, uh, how old? Uh, it was like, like it uh, doesn't seven, matter. Oh, like I guess eight, eight nine, ten, nine, ten. Ten, yeah. definitely ten. Uh, redheaded, um, for sure. It's like we don't have any ten. Uh, ten year old redheaded ten year olds. It's like, bitch, I'm um, looking at one. It was like, it was like, what about? It's like I'll know her. <laughs> uh, what about her? Um, Never heard of her. <laughs> no, she's a drunk, which is the best <laughs> line of the does say she's a drunk. That is oh uh, the, the comedic uh, timing of Carol. I Burnett really want to know unmatched. if that line was improvised or if it was scripted. I don't care. It was, <laughs> this is the best line of the movie. She's oh. a drunk. First, For referring to a 10-year-old child. Orphan girl. <laughs> I guess she'd be a drunk. She can't afford alcohol. Oh she doesn't have any money. 
She's an orphan. Um, and so then they start, they start just yanking her around by her arms. They're literally, literally fighting over her. Um, just oh, yeah, yeah, pulling her back and forth. Miss Hannigan is just like, no, she can't be there for a week because she needs to learn her place. And Grace is like, her place? Absolutely not. not. She's like, she's, she's like too cheeky of an orphan. And um, Grace is just like, uh, we love cheeky orphans. I'm mean, like, this is all so weird. Um, yeah. And, and like, then we oh, also yeah, hear Annie's come? catchphrase, leaping lizards, for the first time. Oh, fun facts about Eileen Quinn. Um, she, like, currently has Ooh, a Eileen. band um, starting in 2012. It's a rockabilly swing blues band called Eileen Quinn and the Leapin' Lizards. Ooh, I like Isn't that. Isn't that so cute? Love that for her. Um, yeah. yeah, so then uh, Grace ends up getting her, um, and she's like, oh, I'm not going without my dog. And then Grace is like, well, I guess we're taking the dog then. Um, yeah. And so she ends up making off with Annie. So now we get to Daddy Warbuck's mansion. First time we oh, see his house. no. Yes. We're at the park. Yes. So we are introduced to his um, doorman, butler, and bodyguard, um, mm-hmm. Punjab. Played by Jeffrey Holder. Mm-hmm. Which who is an amazing person? He was uh, the narrator in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, he was uh, Nelson in the uh, Boomerang, that Eddie Murphy movie. Um, he won the Tony Award for Best Direction and Costume Design in 1975 Ooh. for The Wiz. And most importantly, he was Ray the Sun in Bear in the Big Blue House. <gasps> Really? Yes. Oh my! Talk, talk about they, our childhoods, right? Um, so I will be referring to him as a Jeffrey Holder's character from henceforth. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It's so racist and bad. Yes. Also, like the also, fact that do every... they just ignore that there's he can straight up do magic? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, full on magic! Like he's full on levitating things and stuff like that. Yep, wild. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but I think probably among the many problematic things of his character's portrayal, I think the thing that irks me the most because it's just it's just a small detail that they truly did not have to include. Every single time he's like on screen or doing anything, they play like this like snake charmer esque music, and I'm just yep. like, you didn't. And it's even they do like, the same thing with uh, the chauffeur. Yeah. With by, like traditionally uh, Roger, Chinese music, and it's yeah, just like uh, Roger Minami. Um, and I think who, that, I think the reason it bothers me, real quick, I think the reason it bothers me is because yeah. it's more than just a sound effect when he's on screen. It's also like when he's part of a musical number, the part of the music that he's dancing to, or that he's the primary uh, character in, also changes. Bad. bad. Yes. <laughs> Bad, bad, bad. It just irritates me. Anyway, continue. Racist. With... Terrible. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. The chauffeur, uh, Roger Minami. Um, um, he was uh, featured on Broadway um, in The Act um, with Liza Minnelli. I mean, he's a dancer, entertainer, uh, painter. Um, he won Best Male Performer in Vegas, like, three years in a row. Like, incredibly talented yeah. individual. Oh, and, and that shows. Like, both of their talents show in this musical. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, so they get into 
the uh, Annie was like, "Are we at the train stations?" Like, no, this is his house. Yeah. So let's it's talk like, Annie, about. Uh, sweetie, we can talk about the war. Where would the train be? <laughs> she doesn't know. She's a dumbass orphan. She's had as many classes as alive parents. The, oh my god. Anyway, I I don't know what mood I'm in, but I've like apparently definitely I uh, I've I've drank the punch. Um, what these adults are giving out in this oh movie, um, um, as so, someone because like I don't hate kids. Oh, I, I think love kids children. are the coolest people ever. I love um, kids. Like kids are we, so like, fun want and imaginative. To champion and just... music education specifically for children. These are not my views on children. They're cheap blows, and I recognize <laughs> that. So, just putting that out there, it's not going to stop. That's fair. Um, I don't think I can. But anyway, <laughs> um, the Warbucks Mansion. Yeah. Was so we're introduced. Yeah, we're introduced to all the different cast. Uh, not cast members. Oh, I was going to just talk about the house itself. Please do go off. Um. Okay. Ba -ba -ba -ba. So, this uh, house um, was a 130-room palace in New Jersey. Excuse New me? Jersey. Um, it was built in 1927 for Hubert Templeton Parson, um, the then president of Woolworths. Um, it was designed by Horace Trombauer okay. um, and Julian um, Abel. Um, I think it's, like, Adele, but with a B. Mm -hmm. um, and Julian Bell was also, like, um, some would considered, like, the first, like, prominent African-American architect and designer. Okay. In America. Super cool guy. And I think, and he, like, worked uh, for Horace's uh, firm. Is that architecture firm? Is that, uh, I guess. Is that the word for it? Oh. Truly don't know. I don't um, know what architects do. And I, I think Horace also, like, designed Duke or something like that. Um, but anyway, the person it was made for, uh, Hubert Templeton Parson, went broke. Um, and then the home was, like, appropriated for the city. And then after that, it was a military academy, a military hospital, a school for girls. But it was never uh, home again. And then Monmouth uh, College bought the mansion. And it's 108 acres um, and it's still part of, like, the school's campus. Yeah. And that's when we were talking about um, Eileen Quinn, mm -hmm. um, when she got into teaching and the fundraising for her uh, education um, at the home. That was the university. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Huge. Uh, 130 that rooms. Is Unnecessary. Wild. Big houses frighten me. I just... For three reasons. One, mm -hmm. that's a lot to keep up with. Yes. Like, Two, you need a full I don't staff have, at that point. I don't have that much stuff. Just yes. big houses in general. That's why, rich, like, that's honestly why people like that, like, just buy stuff. Because, like, you honestly just need to fill the space. Like, it's so yeah. much space. I mean, because minimalist looking stuff is stupid. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. It looks dumb. And it's a fad. <laughs> and it will go away. Um, yeah, so. And thirdly, a murderer can hide in your house so easily. And oh, my God. Can't no idea. <laughs> if you have a huge house... If I don't live in a place where I can hear a like a creak, a, like in a stair, and hear it in every room in the house, I don't feel comfortable. Wild. Anyway, um, also, so, why is everyone in shock like they've never seen a child before? Literally, because we we, we establish everyone's like <gasps> we establish quickly that he does this, that he's done this before. 
rented an orphan. <laughs> Wait, he has? Yeah, they say that. No, I thought there's like, don't you remember we we're going to do this? Like this was going to be a good idea. But then like, he asks press. her, he asks her why he's not a boy and says they've always been boys. Which is No no, because he no no, because he thinks orphans can only be boys. I I thought because that that one like cause he, he was does, like he girls does, aren't orphans. Well, he he does say that, but he does also say like they've always been boys, or it's always been a boy, and so like I thought like he's done this before for his image, like even once oh, he's done I, this I thought before. That was, I thought it was worded differently that he just uh. had the idea that it would be a boy because girls fair. cannot be orphans, which is wild to me. But. I mean he. Either he way, sucks. he is a confusing character at this point. In the oh, story. well, the whole story. Daddy but... Warbucks, yeah, Albert yeah. Finney. Um... But before we before we get to that, so we are introduced okay, yeah. to the entire staff of the house um, by like song and dance, um, and mm-hmm. Grace Farrell. Asks... I think I'm gonna like it here. Yeah, well, she asks her, "What would you like to do first, Annie?" And she immediately goes to cleaning, and I'm like, "This poor Pavlovian conditioned child." <laughs> Who thinks the like? Oh my gosh! And and Grace is just like no, sweetie. Like for fun, like you do know what that is. <laughs> and like all the okay. In this song, I think I'm gonna like it here. They're like, this is what you can do with things like this. There's two sides of this song. Mm-hmm. One, the adults there don't know anything about orphans. Correct. Two, Annie is just like, welp, my life sucks. <laughs> Examples. <laughs> Uh, at one point in the song, it was like, uh, yeah, the tennis court. And Annie's like, I've never held a racket. And Grace is like, you've never held a racket? We'll get you oh. lessons immediately. And shocked. She like almost like dies from fright. Just like, again, Grace, you do amazement. know what an she, orphan is. And you you went to where she lived. <laughs> Woman. Um, then Annie's just like, it's like, you don't have to pour your toys away. She's like, that's not a problem. Never had a toy Never before. It's just like, it's like, it's like oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> Again, Santa, don't know her. <laughs> Never heard of her. Um, yeah, no, it, and I think it's so funny because again, I. Were they just going to feed Annie just a bowl of lettuce? <laughs> well, they feed the dog a bowl of lettuce. I'm like. No, no, that, that, that seat was not for the dog. <laughs> the dog got there and then Drake. The butler is so dismayed that the dog sitting at the table is like, no, this is where people sit. Don't eat the dog food where the people sit. This is orphan food. Lettuce. <laughs> Dear Lord. Um, but yeah, I think, again, similar to all the orphan-hating adults that we've seen up to this point, I think in their attempt to show how kind and sincere and just, like, hospitable the staff at Daddy Warwick's mansion is, they switch drastically from every adult in the world actively despises orphans to none of these adults have ever heard of an orphan or a child before, and they are astounded. They're like, we've never had a child here before. But they were enchanted says by the eight, Like the 18-year-old wait staff that like was previously a child just years prior. Oh my um, gosh. And... Inefficient bed making. Like, I get it's a musical number, but it bothered me. <laughs> that would be, you would, that would be the thing you point out. Oh it, I mean, gosh. it was the same with the plates. Inefficient bed making. I love you. Oh my gosh. I mean, Can now. we quickly just talk about the mountain of bubbles that they use for Sandy's bath? 
they don't <laughs> I assume this is the first time a lot of these people have worked. <laughs> but they like in a while because there's like something to do. The oh orphan it's a novelty to them. They're like, "Oh, I guess we have to like because otherwise there's no reason for that many waitstaff people." Also that one guy just failed to walk upstairs correctly can we talk about that <laughs> he just fell like nothing and then he's he just smiling falling back like he they're just all on fell. drugs <laughs> oh, that one lyric i think at the end of the movie in the finale they're like great like the fizz and, and coke and i'm like at this point coca-cola had cocaine correct mm-hmm, correct yes okay no further comment. <laughs> no further questions. Um, yeah, I like. I don't. I rest know. my case. I don't know if your dishonor. <laughs> yeah, I think like the only way that scene makes sense to me is if like the dance. If you're also drinking cocaine. <laughs> cocaine, but if the dancer himself like made a misstep and fell, and then Eileen just kind of improved with it, like that's the only way that scene makes sense. Like, I'm just like you. You just fell. Like you were just also, walking that's upstairs. Not, that's not how anyone falls. No. That's a, that's that's a baby that like uses a pillow um, system to sneak out of the crib. I, I just, I was truly perplexed by this entire cocaine fueled exhibition. I think I'm gonna like it here. It is a good song though. Yes, very upbeat, very happy. She's like honestly mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, happy mm-hmm. for the first time in her life, which is nice to see. Yeah, um, and then we see that one gardener's like, I got something for you, and, like, climbs up the uh, uh, trellis. Oh, yeah, he's, like, twirling and dancing and smiling with, like, a single flower, and then climbs yeah, it, up the trellis to her. It was just like, got something for you, hold the dance next time. Yeah, right? Um, it was, like, a good, like, ten like, seconds of dancing after And it's just, that. like, random, like, flowers, and she's like, oh, thank you. And then, uh, who's home? Daddy's Daddy home. Warbucks. Well, it's halftime, sports fans. Um, I don't, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, it's Campbell from Boost Coles. Uh, I'd like to tell you all about Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation. This foundation keeps music alive in schools by providing vital support services to school districts and new musical instruments to underfunded music programs nationwide, giving underrepresented youth access to the many benefits of music education leading them to success in school and inspiring creativity and expression through playing music. There have been over 34,000 donated instruments and over 2 million students impacted by this organization. Some of the support services they offer are professional development for music teachers led by certified uh, instrument repair technicians and further community engagement and instrument drives, just to name a few. Again, Raven and I believe the best way to support us as a podcast is to support organizations like Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation that supports music education and the passion of music in our youth. You can donate at mhopus.org slash donate. Again, that's mhopus.org slash donate. Back to our nonsense. And he, so he comes in immediately like barking orders. Um, Annie is understandably like nervous and kind of scared um, and kind of hides with Sandy behind the pillar. Um, And we see him. So like they bring in the Mona Lisa that they bought for him, apparently. Um, Isn't the the Mona Lisa actually like really, really small? 
Yes, it's very... It's, like, not that big. Yeah, like, a lot of people are usually kind of, like, surprised when they first see it. Like, oh, that's all it is. Yeah, it's it's very small. Um, like, I think whatever prop they use for this is bigger than the, the actual Mona Lisa. Yeah, that's um, what I thought. Yeah. Um, also, Daddy Warbucks, played by Albert Finney. Yes. Um, he was in Aaron Brockovich. Um, he was in... Oh, Big Fish is such a good movie. Hmm. My... You, you know Alex. Uh, his mother... Um, acclaimed writer um really wanted us she would like Anna we would always watch movies in his basement and sometimes she would like recommend movies to us mm -hmm. and like want to talk to us about what we thought about it like literary significance like stuff like that yeah. and I remember for Big Fish that she's like what'd you think about it and the first thing that came out of my mouth I think we were in high school and I was like I guess you can say we all have our own Big Fish and then she said to me I should hit you <laughs> <laughs> and I love her dearly, oh, and I just bought um, her most recent book because she's amazing. Nice. Um, but he's um, also in Corpse Bride, um, the 1970 musical oh. Scrooge. Okay. He was Scrooge. I see that for him. I see that. Um, but yeah, so he takes one look at the Mona Lisa, and she's like, mm, "I don't really like it. Send it back." And he's like, "Wait." Something about her smile intrigues me, which is, you know, the thing that gets everyone. Um, he's like, mm -hmm. hanging in For my... For me, it's the lack of eyebrows. True. Um, and then he says a truly disturbing line, hang it in my bathroom. Dear Wait a minute, God, question for you. Do you why? have bathroom art? I do. There is one photograph that I hang in my bathroom. It's more because I didn't know where else to put it in my old apartment. Um, and it, it's small enough that it kind of works. Uh, Sam. Well, at least in bathroom, we're so then, about yeah, so then he starts like oh, yeah. name dropping all over the place. Like FDR, they're like he's called him like six times. Just like everything's urgent to a Democrat. <laughs> I was like, you piece of <laughs> Rich shit. man laugh. Because like plot point, FDR is trying to get his support for the, the new, new deal, deal. Yeah, which you know helped so many people. Honestly, it was sorely needed at the time of the Great Depression. Like, yeah. Um. But yeah, um, and then yeah, we get into the whole like all and orphans like, are boys this? thing. And yeah, he's like, who's this? And it's like, oh no, it's your orphan, sir. It's your um, orphan. Oh, <laughs> we talked about oh. it, like for your image. Um, yeah, we, so we find out this is basically like a PR stunt. Um, and then Annie's yeah. just like, I understand, like, um, and like you know, really puts her little orphan charm on him. He was yeah. like, she can stay. Oh, so cute. Um, and, and the thing that she says that really just, like, breaks my heart and is also, like, yikes. Um, she says, don't you think... Oh, because she says, I have an interesting smile, too. Don't you think you can learn to like me, too, sir? Hang me in the bathroom. And I was just like, oh, girl. Like, and I understand, like, yikes. she was joking. Yeah, like, I get that, but it's just like, oh, She, she has such a dry wit about oh. her. Um, yeah, she, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we cut, so he decides to keep her and then we for the week that he's the renting sheet. her. Yeah, he's like, we see him, we hear Not even renting, because he didn't pay anything. Anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah, did they not pay? <laughs> no, no money well, was, was no a transaction. Grace just walked out the door with her. I, that seems very unlike Miss Hannigan. That's fair. To be like the richest person in the world is like, hey, I I need something from you. But Come also, on. are there like okay, one, 
Adoption fees, or is that just for? That's I don't what, know how that's adoption what, works. I don't even know. Do orphanages even still exist in America? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, so it says, while the term orphanage is no longer typically used in the United States, nearly every U.S. state continues to offer residential, okay, residential group homes for children in need of a safe place to, okay, so more okay, or less okay. they still exist. Um, yeah. We just don't call them Because I was like, I was trying to think, like, logistically, I was like, Because not to. every child has, to, like, it's not possible for every single child to be in a foster home. That's, that's just not, that exactly. makes sense, yeah. Um, and also the foster system, is, that, okay. Oh, needs a lot of work. It's it a lot does. of support. And so for for people that like uh, because I do have a lot of friends that like they don't want kids for their own, but mm-hmm. they do want to foster children, specifically like LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. like youth. Um and they just like I know will be safe, great, supportive homes for yeah. those children. I applaud you. You are doing you're truly saving lives. And if you like have the ability to like provide some sort of support for like all the children that like are in such terrible situations yeah. please do yeah please do there's and- so many kids that not only i'm not like not like oh like to be like given homes or things like that but there's like other ways to support foster children yes. than fostering them yourselves if you do not have the means it's, it's also just like I mean there are a lot of or issues. The there are yeah. a lot of issues in the foster system. One of the big things being like they don't really have all the necessary resources to especially to even like follow up with a lot of kids and like make sure that the yeah. homes that they're in are actually like are legitimately safe and nurturing environments. And because a lot aren't. A lot of them aren't, and it's just like it, like even if they can get like. I, like, I just feel all children deserve to be loved and nurtured because if like if you're not going to love a child, who the fuck are you going to love? You know? Contrary like, to <laughs> all the comments we've said about orphans thus far. <laughs> well, that you said. I haven't said anything. You know? You've laughed and you've agreed. That's Raven. fair. Don't, like, and, okay, listeners, because this part I know is staying in. Um, if it seems like it's only one-sided, Raven did edit those parts out, I will say. <laughs> so, your move, Raven okay anyway back to the musical so we cut back to uh the home under the sheets the home we hear we hear some some happenings with miss hannigan some rustling she's listening she's listening to a uh seductive sultry radio program and she Um, is uh she's feeling herself and she's hungover Mm -hmm. i know she's hungover because she reaches for any kind of water liquid. <laughs> and she, like... She drinks out of drinks, a vase of flowers. Yes. And, like, she does, like, kind of... It's kind of the drink that, like, when, like, children have, like... Have to have a cup of water with two hands. Mm-hmm. And they oh, take, yeah. like, a breathy sip. Example. Beautiful. So then, um, while uh, Miss Hannigan is... She's not she's, recovering. Yes, um, in presumably her room. We get into the song "Little, Little Girls. Girls" because all Which these orphans so... are pest. All these orphans that she is, you know, tasked with caring for are just driving her. her. She she like <laughs> is she was like literally they're everywhere. They haunt me. <laughs> I Little will, girls. I w- I am going to end up in an institution. 
because of this. Because of these children. Um, and because she is just an ordinary woman with feelings. <laughs> she is so she's got, fucking or, horny. She has needs, Campbell. <laughs> she has needs that are being unmet. Um, and her... I was going to say something really incesty. I'm going to refrain till Yikes. the character comes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but the thing, the thing that gets me in this song <laughs> is Carol Burnett's voice. Because up until now, like, obviously she's using this affected voice, you know, for the character of Miss Hannigan. But, like, especially on the long notes in this song, you hear the timbre, the tone, the vibrato. And it's just like, There is yes. no Carol Burnett. There is Miss Hannigan. F- facts. The opposite of Into the Woods. <laughs> and it's it's delivered Which so will well. Which will come up like, later with it's still... boop, 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 Bernadette Peters. Fair. Because um, like it's still... she Yeah, because she's still 100% in character the entire time. She never drops the Miss Hannigan. She never drops the voice. It's just you hear how fucking talented she is. And it's amazing. Yeah. And then like some of the lyrics in this, I'm like, I do agree with her like too much probably. Uh, I mean, like she yeah, would like, never get through it without her sense of humor. She does have a solid sense of humor. Facts. And also, I mean, like, even when it's your own children, like, that you legitimately love and have birthed slash given life to, like, there still are times, like, I know there are times that my mom is just uh, like, dear fucking God, get the hell away from me. Like, <laughs> okay, listeners, at this point, uh, Raven and I had a long drawn out planning slash just general mm-hmm. uh, life updates that started it's not going to be it, it started, started with um donating to nonprofits and ended with eating ass yes and raven <laughs> said some comments that are worse than any comments i've said this episode and i just want you all to know that that i am not okay with what she said and it was bad and you'll never hear it and if you're my friend call me about it i might tell you oh my um, gosh my number is um so we get to the song Little girls. Gym. yeah we've already started that song rooster comes back from jail okay so yeah rooster Miss Hannigan's Ms. brother. Miss brother slash former lover, I'm assuming. Um, Gotta be. Tim, Tim Curry. There was sexual attention oh. with them. Um, Tim Curry listened to Rocky Horror Picture Show episode. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to hear every, every, everything about him. Um, but Frankenfurter. Um, also, I don't think I said this before, but he was, you know, Tim Curry was in Over the Garden Wall. I did not know that. I do I remember you making me watch before. that, and I loved it. Um, guess who Tim Curry plays in Over the Garden Wall? Because you will never guess. I'll give you, usually I'd like, give you one guess. I'll give you three guesses. Is he the I'll horse? I'll be generous today. He's not the horse. Is he? Oh, um, no, that would be too small of a role. I was going to say the guy that the girl... Okay, so the main kid makes a mixtape for the girl that he likes, but there's another guy that's more popular that likes her too. Is he that guy? Um, Jason Funderburger? Yes. No. Okay. Is he... Okay, so I can't remember the actual character, but I remember there being a scene 
after the main two characters had met the bird and the horse and they were like mm-hmm. at dinner at someone's house it's like mr like winsicott or something yeah, like that. yeah something like that the tea guy yeah no. it is auntie whispers Excuse me. The ringing of Auntie Whispers. <laughs> Excuse the me. Ringing, <laughs> the ringing of the bell compels you. I'm pretty sure that is what IMDb said. Um, oh I'm going to fact check because if I'm wrong about this, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> yep. Auntie Whispers, voiced by Tim Curry. Wild. Aunt, <laughs> listeners, Over the Garden Wall is my favorite thing. It's amazing. I, and and I say this it. a lot. It's like, oh, this is my new favorite thing. This is my new favorite thing. Over the Garden Wall is my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. They, It's creepy. It's like very Alice in Wonderland. The animation's good. The it's songs are fun. It's also very heartwarming in certain parts. Yes, it's very heartwarming. They talk about the difference between clarinet and bassoon embouchure. Um, which is which like... Campbell like, just... That's just I was you. like, that's me. <laughs> Elijah Wood? Forget about yes. it. Yes. Over oh the Garden gosh. Wall is my favorite thing. Um, which technically I would consider a musical if you consider it as too. a whole. Um, and so we should do that. Agreed. Because I will play the bassoon and clarinet for it. Oh, interesting. that seems fun. We've done that. Switch At the same on. time? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I almost said something really crass. Um, anyway. Um, so, Rooster, Miss Hannigan, sexual tension, brother and sister. Um... Yeah, out of jail, and he's with Lily St. Regis, played by Bernadette Peters. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know Bernadette Peters, how? Bernadette. Um, just like, so we Bernadette Peters was in um, another musical that we've done on this podcast. Raven, do you know which one? I'm trying to think of... Oh, 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 oh! She played, in Anastasia, she played the, like, handmaiden... To the uh, Who? Empress Dowager. Who? Uh, I can't remember her name. Oh, but she I did love Sophie her. Sophie. Anastasia. Yeah, she plays Bernadette. Oh. She's played by Bernadette Peters. But anyway, um, Bernadette Peters, master of the stage, so well known on Broadway. Yeah. Incredible. She has starred in so many musicals, um, including, but not limited to, um, into the Woods, Song and Dance, Sunday in uh, the Park with George. Um, but something really cool um, that, like, she does is she has, um, she uh, is, like, one of the co-founders, um, uh, her <laughs> pet project, uh, Broadway <laughs> Barks, uh, co-founded Aww. with Mary Tyler Moore. Um, it's, uh, like, an annual dog and cat adoption event that uh, benefits shelter animals throughout, like, New York City area. Um, she's a New York Times best-selling author for children's books. Of course um, she is. Broadway Barks, Stella's the Star, and Stella and Charlie, Friends Forever, and all the proceeds from the sale of those books benefit Broadway Barks. Aww. Yeah, so Bernadette Peters, who plays such a fun character. Don't you just love movie. slash hate it when someone is ridiculously incredibly talented but also like genuinely a good person and does like amazing charity work? Yep. <sighs> it's like because that you if there's someone in your life you're like yeah they're good at everything and they're really nice and you don't trust it because like how dare they but then yeah. you find out but they that's just true. Right? It's annoying. And you're just like who are you? Like stop. No. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, yeah, so we see them, and one of um, the lines in this scene that I just have to point out, um, 
I forget whether it's, no, 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 it's Rooster that says this. Um, he's referring to Eve is maybe her name. I forget her actual name, um, but he's referring to her and he says, this dumb hotel. And I'm just like, huh? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Damn. Um, and I liked how Miss Hannigan was like talking to Rooster, fully aware Lily was robbing her. Lily. Yes. That's her name. And um, knew exactly where all of her possessions were. Knew exactly where they were. But while she was rec- recouping them, Rooster stole from her. Yep. Yeah, out of her little bag. Um, and so... And then we get into a reprise of Maybe. Of Maybe, sung by, by du- Duffy or Pepper? I, I think, think Pepper. Like a, bu- a, bu- a bunch of the orphans. Yeah. Um, but we... Yeah, yeah Pepper this does. Another... Uh, Duffy, um, Robin, Ignico. Um, I think July, Lucy Stewart. I think she sings some. Tessie seems song, uh, sings some. Also, they're, uh, they're, Burke, the names April of these Lerman, orphans Kate. is wild. Oh, yeah. Like, the main ones, Molly, Pepper, Tessie, Kate, Duffy, July. Um, yeah, I think those are, like, the main ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, Better we, names than the Pound Man. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, we again get to hear how beautifully vocally talented a lot of these children are. Like, a lot Just of like them Ms. are full-on powerhouses. And we, like, do understand that, like apart from like musical numbers it is believed that these children also just do sing well in like the context of the life and environment of the movie miss mm-hmm. hannigan you can capitalize on that right like girl pedals them Hannigan out. and their orphan choir sells itself you'd make so much money oh my gosh yes yeah um imagine all the gin you can make with that Lord. Um, so then, after the reprise of Maybe, which is and at this point, I, even it, it more does, it does feel like the first one. It does feel like um, because it's also like the same lyrics, and they're like thinking for themselves. But like Annie is like a light in their lives. Yes, they're like reprising her words. Mm-hmm. I think which symbolizes like how much she they miss her and need her. Like they were um, like yeah, like they're 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 talking about like their desire to find their parents or be adopted, etc. But also like they're remembering her, like they're missing her, yeah. Yeah. So then we get to Daddy Warbucks um mm-hmm. selling weapons and inciting wars in other countries. Mm-hmm. And um are Call we calling the CIA are we going to talk about the casual, just, like, assassination attempt or his life? And also, did, like, how long did bombs actually look like that? Right? Like, like this I feel is, like this, not... This was a Mario Party bomb. Yes. Um, that was used to kill him. Which, like, could and only have, like, obviously it was a prop because it's a movie, but, like, it only Which Sandy saves the day, that dumbass piece of <laughs> shit dog. dumbass piece of shit dog. <laughs> He's like barking up a storm. He barks all the way up to to his office because he sees the guy like climb the fence or whatever, yeah. And then runs out and like, um, uh, the doorman and the driver I think are both the bodyguards, and so they're just yeah. like lighting this guy up. They are beating mm-hmm. his ass in the most um, 
ignorant, stereotypical ways that they can. Correct. Um, and we see Sandy just grabs a hold of this guy's like pant leg and just mm, lights, yeah. lights and his ass so, up. And then at this point, I'm like, okay, so Annie is just capitalist propaganda. Yes. Because it was like the assassination attempt is like, did someone really just try to kill you? Who was that? And they were like, oh, he was like from the Bolsheviks. Um, oh, they're yeah. just mad because um, uh, Papa Warbucks. He's, he's living proof that the American system American works system and works. the Bolsheviks don't want anyone to know about that. Well, the American system in this example context. Part, context is that there is a one billionaire in literally most of the country is in a great depression mm -hmm. so he's yeah, a billionaire in the that, 1930s that system, that's the system that he was like they're proof that that works i was like yeah that yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you rented a human being for pr yes <laughs> We'll just move on. So, uh, yeah, and so we see... Um, they're like, good job. Well, he was like, good job, Sandy. He, like, acknowledges Sandy, which I did appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then He's I... He's the first character to not call the dog an idiot. <laughs> Facts. Um, yeah. And he's and so... like, oh, I thought I'd never get used to a girl. What a wild... What a wild... Line. Like... She's a child. So anyway, so then we cut to, we see a scene where like, again, he's working, he's ordering more copper, I think. Yeah. Um, wildly. He's literally just screaming more copper <laughs> into a phone. Well, he's on the, he's on the phone with two different He's on people. the phone with like, two different people. More copper, more weapons. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, and we see at this point, we see like Andy is like playing in his office while he's working. Um, the doorman is like you know f levitating a Straight plane, up a model plane. Guardian Leviosa. Um, yeah, wild. Uh, but but we do see like she's obviously she's in new clothes. She's in a very nice dress. Her hair has a bow in it. She's obviously being well taken care of. She's obviously very happy here. Like getting this transition made me think that's been longer than a week. Same. It really felt like she was here for like a month or more. Instead of just a week, um, but I mean, we saw how excited they were for her on the f in the first five minutes of her arrival. So yeah. I, I feel like they just jumped the gun. Um, and this is this is when we get into some good old orphan guilt. They're like, "What do you do now?" It's like, "Oh, take her to the movies," and she's like, "Are you not coming?" Uh, oh. One of the before, other orphans like. I have one mm -hmm. thing. So when when Grace observes, like, hey, he's obviously very busy and is being distracted by all the stuff happening here. And it's like, okay, I'll go practice my backhand. And I know that she was referring to tennis, but for a split second, I deadass thought she meant just, like, slapping bitches. Which, like, <laughs> makes sense. Given her character. <laughs> Yeah, and it also, I think that does make me feel better about Mr. Bundles, um, which, like, that can't be his name. That's just what they call him. It um, can't be, right? But his truck did say Bundle Laundry or Bundles Laundry or something like that. Wild. Um, <laughs> it does make me feel better that he was okay. He was like, good luck out there. 
Um, I feel like what he was saying, good luck to the people to come <laughs> to the people path. that come across her. <laughs> yes, yes. So that does make me feel better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then um, he's like, oh, take her out to the movies, like blah, blah, blah. And Grace is like, okay, cool. And she's like, wait, are you not coming with us? Like, you're the one who adopted me. You're the, or not adopted, but rented. Um, you're the one who said that you wanted me here. You know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know what? Fine. Buy out the, th- buy out Radio City Music Hall. We're, we're all going to the movies. I'm like, sir, there's like three of you. Yeah, I loved it. She was like another orphan. Was it like Pepper or like Duffy was like when she like had parents was like her terminology. It was like she went to a movie once and just like, well, yeah, I mean, it's okay. I, I It doesn't matter. Pepper's normally lies about things. And she says, um, it's better when you don't know what you're missing. Yeah, which is such a sad line. Oh, God. But also, I... Okay, granted, I've never been a billionaire. Um, but, <laughs> but I don't... Your understand. tastes say otherwise. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't understand the whole, like, buy out the... Th- I understand buying out a row. Or even, like, two rows so that there's no one, like, kicking your there. seat. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I was just like, that's just so excessive. Have you ever no gone reason. to a movie theater and you and whoever you're with are the only people there? It's yes. It, it is beautiful. It is fantastic. See a horror movie, like, a month after it comes out on a Tuesday afternoon? It's the best. It's the best. Because then yes. it's, like, really spooky. That's fair. Um, yeah, so we get into the song, Let's Go to the Movies, which is choreographically, I think the only musical numbers with better <laughs> choreography are We've Got Annie and It's a Hard Knock Life. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I really liked, like, just before this song, um, Grace is, like, you know, getting, getting Annie ready. Mm-hmm. Um and she was like, oh, you look so pretty with your hair down. You should, like, let it down more often. She, like, knows she, want, like, Grace wants to bone Daddy Warbucks. Oh. Um, and um, she says, a man, a man, don't look at your brains, is what nope. this 10-year-old orphan girl says to this uh, assistant to a billionaire mm-hmm. war criminal. Mm-hmm. Um, love that. I love that for her. Yep, love it. Also love the line, headlines holler, Great Depression, but we don't care. Movies are there. It's <laughs> just like, okay, yeah. yikey. <laughs> Let's go on going to the movies. Also, they Let's went to the movies, and I'm movies. and like there was a movie, but the first 15, 20 minutes of them being at the movie was like a theater, sh- like a musical theater show. Yeah, I mean, like orchestras did precede movies a lot yes but this is like a full-on like show he's got the warbucks i get it now yes he yeah his name is warbucks and he is a weapons dealer basically i'm embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> he's basically tony stark but bald um and alive um, oh yeah no <laughs> that's just rude um so then they went to see rude ass bitch (laughs) so we see that they went to see the movie camille like that's what was playing um i feel like there's um there's more to talk about with this song though let's go to the movies Um, yeah the 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 dancing so great um the i just like her diction oh yes 
Yes. It's very theater, but like not <laughs> comical. Um, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that very much like classic Hollywood. Yes. Oh. What they were um, trying to get, what's her face to in Singing Christmas. in the Rain. Oh, okay. I can't stand <laughs> I him. I can't stand him. The, not the villain of the movie that nope. you, you agreed with later yes, on. Cause, yes. Because like you realize. She was unfairly I hate women, treated. I hate women enough. Maybe I should give one a break. <laughs> Raven Smith, 2020. Uh, I'm a terrible person. Okay. Um, um, and I like, I one, give the maid the night off and the maid's just like, <laughs> okay. He's <laughs> like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do so much Coke. Um, that just like that little to bit. Coca-Cola. The little bit of that maid had such a lasting impression on me. Right. Um, that like, she was so good. Uh, Mrs. Greer. Um, and I just want to talk about her because, um, she like has done a lot of like TV work, musical work, stuff like that. Um, but she was also one of the founding members of East Carolina university, um, for their school of uh, theater and dance. Mm-hmm. And over her 25 years that she's like, a like in her retirement she was like professor emeritus there um she choreographed over 75 musicals over seven operas and then just like dozens there's dozens of us um just like dance numbers during her tenure there and i think just like so impressive and so cool um uh mavis ray wild dope as hell yeah, and so I'm glad because, like, also the lyrics is, like, you want to come to the movies because you want to escape, like, how shitty the world is. Like, always have happy endings. There's not a happy ending in this movie, but Annie is asleep for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not a happy ending. Um, cheers. Cheers. Clink. Yeah, so, so they get back from the movies. Um, Annie has fallen asleep during the movie. Um... Thank God they take her shoes off. I was about to... I was really worried. Yeah, so they they put her to bed. They carry her up to her room, put her to bed. And I was really worried for a second that they were just going to pull the covers over her without taking her shoes off. And I was like, girl. um, And Father Warbucks was just like, how'd you do that? I was like, what? Put her to bed. And he was like, you did that too. And he was like, huh. Also like, like, does money really make you lose the ability to like... To human? It's like, it's like... Putting a child to bed, putting anyone to bed, like it's literally just—it's just literally putting you were them already bed. carrying her. You literally just laid her down in bed. They be, like they changed out her dress for a nightgown, and then you took her shoes off and pulled the blanket up. I feel any human can do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and then the dog comes and cuddles with her, and yeah. um, Grace is just like he was like about to get the dog off the bed, and Grace is just like no. Oh, leave her dog. Yeah, so cute. Um, And then we see Grace like trying to convince him. Could we keep to adopt her? Yeah. Yeah. Which Um, I think this is the next morning when they're like when he's like having and our hairs down. I guess and she's like, which Grace, uh, Grace, you're pretty when you argue with me. Which I feel. Oh my gosh, I hate that a lot towards me. Uh, Am I pretty when I argue with you, Raven? You are passionate when you are argumentative. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll 
don't take it. Um, um, but yeah, you're awfully money when you because he was like, it's I, basically you're cute when you're mad, and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also he's like, all I've ever known is like money, power, and capitalism. I was like, oh, so they're not even <laughs> hiding anything. No, nope. it's just also direct. yes, I I see. And that he's for you. like, he's like, and to compliment her, your teeth are crooked. Yeah, right. I'll have them changed. No, no, I, I like it. it. I'll keep them. Then. I'll keep my teeth, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing, the thing that gets me is that it feels, which I get that this is kind of the B storyline, which is probably why it feels this way. But it feels like this affection for her comes out of nowhere. Like I kind of see her for him, but like it feels like up until now he has done absolutely nothing to indicate that he feels anything towards her besides yeah. her being his employee. Yeah. Yeah. And she's so happy. I could kiss you, and then she should have just mounted him right there. <laughs> I was While waiting all for her the empo- I, With all the employees watch. I was waiting for her, too. I was like, girl, yeah. you said it. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, you can... He was like, maybe I can give her a gift, too. And she was like, yeah. And it's like, yeah, new locket, blah, blah, blah. And we get to the song, which is very West Side Story. And mm-hmm. I know some episodes that have been released where you, like, reference, like, yeah, when we talked about West Side Story... We're gonna we're gonna have to do that again in the future because of a lot yeah. of issues we'll talk about. Um, yes. So you didn't miss anything. Um, we purposely did not release that episode, but um, we got Annie. Um, there are a lot of jetelles in this. Uh... Yes, yes. Yes. It's it's a weird song. It is. It's like again, I understand your excitement and like Annie is a great little girl, and you're actually getting to like keep her as more than just a rental (laughs) it's very liza minnelli this song yes oh liza minnelli um yeah they're they're killing it on the piano to adopt her oh yes absolutely yeah and like everyone like annie has like um been such a light in all their lives this past week that they're like everyone is just so overjoyed Mm -hmm. um and I love that. Grace's little, like, pop-out dance on the driveway with uh, the chauffeur and the doorman. I yeah. love that little, that bit. It was so well choreographed. And I hated their musical interludes. Yes, I, yes. Agreed. We are on the same um, page. So then we go back to the orphanage, and you see, like, in the yard, the alley, they're like, speaking hard knock life lyrics and they're like marching this is really creepy i was like what are y'all doing (laughs) they're marching in concentric circles and just saying the lyrics to it's a hard knock life while some other ones are just playing in the trash and duffy finds a dead rat yeah creepy and then miss hannigan's just like duffy i know you hide something from me and then duffy shoves a dead rat down Mm -hmm. her clothes Mm-hmm. Which I'm Which, not like, saying. I'm not saying she didn't deserve it, but like, but that's like, just it rude. just could be so much easier on everyone's part <laughs> if people just stopped hitting and abusing each other. Yes, Correct. hot take. I know. Maybe people shouldn't hurt people, but again, hurt people hurt people. So that's we've been over it. Yeah. Um. um so, oh yeah. So then. We see uh, she screams and runs inside and all this other stuff. We see Daddy Warbucks come in and say, hello, I would like to keep the child that I rented from you. I loved when she screams and comes back out. And she she said, 
care to step into my office. Very yeah, professional. She's, she's would you excuse me for a moment? Closes door, screams. Care to step into my office? Like, love it. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> uh, for a Republican, and then she quickly tries to handsome. Well, yeah, shoot your shot. He's a billionaire in 1933. <laughs> I did it right this time. But, like, aggressive. She aggressively shoots her shot, though. And he's very clearly not reciprocating her advances. Oh. And he's literally just, like, for the love of God, he, just he signed the piece of paper. He sized her up. She mm-hmm. underst- he understands all of her mm-hmm. um, professionalism and what, like, you know... You fall. You always follow the money. He understands all that, and he's putting her in their place. And he, he literally says like everything. He literally's like, "Do you like jail? Because trust me, I can put you there." Just based off the things I've seen in the past, like five minutes in Annie's description. So, yeah. what you want? <laughs> and she was like, uh, what, "Oh yeah." So we're in the what, song "Sign." I don't think yeah. Oh yeah, in the song "Sign." It's yeah. such a funny song. Yes. Um, it's such a fun rat-a-tat. Facts. I love the line in this. Um, so I guess this means no bonus Iris, and I can only assume she's referring to Buenos Aires. Yes, and I also which was like, when were you going to the go line. there? She's talking about how uh, she, I guess she can't see herself running her fingers through his hair. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he's know. bald. Uh, yeah. Uh, papers are so, signed while mm-hmm. she's like. <laughs> literally Undressed soaking in, in the bathtub gin. yes um and then uh, yeah so annie's busy with her karate lesson mm-hmm. uh, she doesn't need any lessons no um, she she got it kick ass um and warbucks um grace is like you should be the one that gives her this gift yeah um, so he's and she he was like can i talk to you man to man and she was like, like yeah course. and i'm like Hell well, yeah. I'm a little girl, so... And Annie's like, we're equals. <laughs> yeah, correct. Uh, <laughs> um, so we find out a little b- more about his history. He's like, I'll tell you more about myself, and I'm going to ask you something, and then you can make an informed decision, which I do appreciate talking to. I really appreciate to. because it's one thing to be like, oh, I have the means to take care of you, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's... I mean, in theory, the child... She's talking to her as a person. Yeah, in theory, the child should have a say in it, too. And, like, I feel like a lot of people, like... Like, yeah, it would be easy to assume, like, you're a poor orphan. Of course you want to come live with this billionaire. But, like, she's... Orphan. <laughs> she's lived her whole life. She's lived her whole life with people that have mistreated her and abused her. Like, she deserves the right to choose whether she wants to live here. You know, and I love that he... Had a man-to-man talk to... Are you okay? (laughs) Listeners, Campbell has just been laughing silently in the background the entire time I've been talking. (laughs) Poor Finn. Oh my gosh. Anyway, the thing that gets me... The thing that gets me... So he says like, oh yeah, his brother died because they couldn't afford medical care. They were really poor when he was growing up. So he like basically made up his mind to be super rich. Um, and so he like works. Smart thing to do, Annie says. Oh, good, good on you. It's like I decided to have a lot of money. Good idea. Facts. <laughs> uh, bet. Um, and so yeah, so he's like, oh yeah, so I worked really hard. I started this business, like made a million dollars. Over the next ten years, I turned that into a hundred million. And in those days, that was a lot of money, sir. A <laughs> hundred million dollars, U.S. dollars, is a lot of money. Any time, any place, anywhere. I mean, yes, even more so in the early 1900s, but like, that's still a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. 
And so um, he's like saying, he's like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? And she was like, sure, kind of. I guess not. No, no not no, really. Not really, not you at all. dumb, bald piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Space ask, SpaceX Amazon motherfucker. Um, uh, yeah, so everyone he's goes like, I want to adopt you. I want you to, I want, I want to be daddy Warbucks. Yeah. Um, and then she's and like, then she's, well. Because he, the he thing is, so he shows her the gift that he got her, which is a locket. The locket. And he's like, oh, and we can take off this old one because it's broken. And she's like, well, the reason it's broken is because my parents have the other half and they left me with this half with a note basically saying like, you know, we will come back for you and you'll know that it's us because we'll have the other half of this locket. And she's like, and- I owe it to myself to at least look for them you know yeah and then he said i will help you find them yeah which i really appreciated because oh, so i mean obviously he's a man of means and resource like he's he's the president he's he's on first name basically with the president you know what i mean like yeah. obviously he's a man of means and so it's like i love that he was like you know what i he is fueling and funding wars in other countries he 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 has the means yes facts uh, in the words of, i don't know why this was my thought my first thought after i said that like in the words of arby's uh, he's got Ron the meats campbell um i have, i'm not okay i have several questions none of ask which them. i'm sure i want answered so let's move on to the commercial no, ask, <laughs> ask ask two of them um what got you to arby's i'm curious okay I was thinking he has the means, which sounds like he has the meats. They got the meats is the slogan for Arby's. Okay, okay. That's, I understand your justification. Okay. With that thought process, okay. I'm very much an A to B to C to D to E type of person. I mm-hmm. get that. Uh-huh. So okay. then my Second next question, question <laughs> what compelled you to say those words on air? <laughs> because I felt that I've been really restraining myself for saying some pretty nasty things um concern not about the, not about the orphans because like i mean they're orphans it's fine the poor fans which is really redundant <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um i i know sometimes I, I just like to check in you know just, just like i want you to like know how my mental state is <laughs> um and it, like if you like from me saying that if you want to raise concerns that's then on you it's off my plate i don't have to consider my mental well-being <laughs> that is now your burden to bear <laughs> that's my cross to bear got it so let's move on to the commercial got it cross to bear <laughs> dear lord anyway ah! <laughs> <laughs> <Dear> <laughs> raven this is what my brain does constantly you're never fully dressed without a smile my therapist has brought up ADHD a lot. So well, I don't have a therapist, but if I did, same. <laughs> <laughs> we'll um, work on it. So they um, are. Yeah. So they go They're to this on radio. A tooth, a toothpaste. Iodent. Iodent. Uh, you never fully dressed without a smile. So we have uh, Bert Healy, played by Peter Marshall. Uh, ben and no, 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 no. Is it Bert Healy? Yeah, Bert Healy mm-hmm. is like the radio jockey. Yeah. Uh, the disc jockey, the yeah. DJ. Uh, backed up by um, the uh, Boylan sisters, mm-hmm. Lonnie Ackerman, Murphy Cross, Nancy Sinclair. 
all done a bunch of really cool stuff. Nancy and their Sinclair specifically was uh, Radio City Music Hall Rockette. Mm, that's so cool. Murphy Cross was a choreographer for like a lot of TV shows, like Roseanne, Deadwood. Uh, uh, she was on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and she like voiced some stuff in Batman the animated series. The best version of Batman known to man is Batman the animated series, and everyone needs to know this. Um, and then Lonnie Ackerman was also in like The Rockwood Files and Human Capital. Mm-hmm. Um, really amazing women. Um, with the like, you know, toothpaste background singers yep for nbc <laughs> and then the the and puppeteer i really like the fun ventriloquist ventriloquist Did yeah, you mention uh, her yeah wacky yes wacky. Yes, yes, yes okay um wacky is creepy as fuck so creepy um commercial so um so the guy is singing you never fully dressed with a smile which is another very famous song from annie um yeah. I, this is not my preferred version Fun of it. Fun sound There's effects. a better version of it later on in the movie that we'll talk about. Um, oh, for sure. But yeah, very cool sound effects. I love how they're kind of doing everything like, I mean, obviously this is rehearsed, but they're still doing everything like in the moment live. And there's a lot of like- Fuck it, little, we'll do it live. Yeah, there's a lot of little background sound effects, like the tap dancing shoes and stuff like that, which is literally just a mm-hmm. guy holding tap shoes. And yeah, like they're doing all of this, all these sound effects in the moment, which is how they had to do Theatrical juggling. <laughs> which is how they had to do it back then but it's so cool to see it being done you know yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. um so we learned that uh daddy warbucks doesn't know what a script is nope doesn't understand the concept um he's and reading all of the stage but directions but basically it, they're doing an ad and they'll be like hey we're trying to find annie's parents here's some information mm-hmm. um there's Offering a fifty thousand dollar cash reward which okay here's the thing that i'm confused about because we see later that obviously fraudulent people are coming forward just trying to get the money later on. But what's their vetting process? Here's my thing. What is the goal of the $50,000 cash reward? Because in my mind, if your goal is to find her parents and hope that they like sincerely want to be reunited with her and sincerely want a life with her, Raven, they shouldn't Raven, need shut a $50,000 reward. Shut up. Raven. You are such a kind person and thoughtful person. I didn't even think about that. Like, I just don't, I don't understand what the point of the reward, and like, if the reward is for information. You are 100% correct. Like, I don't get the point of the sense. reward. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's the car facts. Yeah, so then Daddy Warbucks does not understand what a script is or how stage directions work. And, and he was so like, did they just make me do an them. ad for toothpaste? And they're like, shut up. Oh, yeah. also this one guy like tried to like cover his mouth and oh, his yeah, bodyguard no, first straight Annie, up drops him. And, well, he first does it. He first is with Annie because Annie starts also talking during the commercial. And he's like literally just trying to shush her. Like not like I think he goes to touch like her arm or something, but he's just trying to shush her. And the bodyguard just drops him with like a single like hit, and then does the same thing with, like Teddy, with Vulcan Warbucks. death grip. He just drops them, and I'm just like, damn, I okay, <laughs> yeah. Why? And then we like the commercials going on, and we're back at the orphanage, mm-hmm. um, and the orphans are singing. They're so talented. Oh my god, they're so good. Their voices are amazing. They're- yeah, the harmonies, everything, everything is great. Um, That's fair. Yeah, so then, um, so we go back to the mansion, um, and we see that there's a huge crowd of people 
that are the parent auditions and nothing says like oh yes i i am the mother of this child and respectfully i will prove this by climbing over the gate yes <laughs> dear oh my gosh people god are wild um yeah so then they're the like nick you cannon wilding out they're like you know what we need to keep annie away from this like she shouldn't be like she shouldn't have to see so what's us should nat- go through all these raven people. what's a natural place just like okay this is a lot going on we're going mm-hmm. to run through a lot of things what's yes. a natural be like oh let's just like you know mm-hmm. distract her mm-hmm. do yeah. like a fun day trip oh, for sure where 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 would you naturally take this poor fin um <laughs> To, you know, just like have like a day just trip. Just blossom Where steam. Where would you go? I yeah. would recommend 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. The White oh. House. Uh, specifically the Oval Office. The Oval um, Office with President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. <laughs> I think it's so funny that um, his middle name rhymes with his wife's name. Right? Okay, so FDR played by Edward Herman. Uh, he's also been The Good Wife. Uh, he played Richard Gilmore in The Gilmore Girls. Ooh. Um, he was in Oz, The Practice, uh, <laughs> Mr. Rich and Richie Rich. Yes, um, I love that movie. And then we have Eleanor Roosevelt played, played by Lois uh, DeBonzi. De um, she was in uh, Naked Gun, 33 and a Third hilarious movie sister act arachnophobia Hmm. um she uh was nominated for tony in 1980 for best actress like in a featured in a play yeah um uh to do mornings at seven revival um really really cool well-known actors um really they're like oh yeah he has a good fdr impression let's do this it's it wasn't so much of like playing fdr it was like doing an fdr impression which yeah. i thought was fun yeah it was really cool and like i i think the way they I mean, obviously i was not alive during his administration um but i think it was really it was pretty cool like and done fairly well the way they um depicted him um so yeah so we yeah. see uh they get off of daddy warbucks's autocopter which is basically a helicopter yeah. with like an open top which was wild um some yeah. of the vehicles is wild. Like, when they were going to the movies, it was a, a convertible with two windshields. Yeah. Weird. Uh, but also, when he lifts her up to pick her up out of the autocopter, I got so nervous because, like, the rotors were still going. And I was just like, I I know you won't. I did think there was going to be way more blood in this movie. <laughs> like, I was terrified that he would lift her up too high and she would be decapitated. But she was not, thankfully, because this is, you know, kids movie. Um, and, yeah, so we see Daddy Warbucks and FDR arguing about the New Deal. Um, and FDR is just like, oh, my God, you're such a Republican. Um, but one of the things I really got out of this is, like, don't you miss when... I mean, there's always been partisanship, literally, since, like, the days of Hamilton and Jefferson. But, like, don't you just miss... When Democrats and Republicans could like semi get along, and there was like lively banter, there was don't back and forth, there was where, arguing. Uh, but parties don't incite riots incite, on our incite Capitol riots building, and don't you know speak ill of Nazis. Yeah, Raven, I do. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't keep the Nazis happy, they won't stay in position. Mm-hmm. 
I do miss that. Love it. Um, Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so when they're talking about the New Deal, Annie is just like, "What is this? I'm a ch- I'm a ten year old orphan. I don't understand politics or whatever's going on." And it's basically on like, "I'm trying to help world. a lot of people," and she was like, "Oh yeah, let's do it. Why not? I don't understand." And he, and Daddy Warwick's is just yeah, like, the means. Let's well, help people. But like money and like my money specifically. And go then fuck yourself. We get into she sings a reprise of tomorrow. And this specific version of the song, like this scene, makes me tear up every time. Because I feel like it's... So this, like when she sings it right think, here... I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> well, at least I know I'm free. I do, 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 do. I do love that song, actually. And I proudly stand up next to you. <laughs> so, we had to like memorize those songs in elementary school. Oh, same. I had a booklet of them. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so when she when she sings this version of the song, um, it's just it's so heartfelt because it's gone from like this has been her song. It's been the song that she uses to motivate herself, the song that she uses to maintain any shred of optimism and joy in her life. Um, and it's been a, a, honestly like a, a like a safety blanket, like a comfort blanket for her. Yeah. With and the idea of like her parents are coming back to her. She's like, it's only a day away. It's always like, it's only I'll a just day wait away. till tomorrow. Exactly. Take and things now one step at a time. she's sharing it with the group. She, now she's sharing it really with the country, if you think about it, like mm-hmm. functionally. And FDR is just like, are you telling me you don't want kids like her to have this kind of hope? And exactly. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. And I yeah. love this scene. It's just so heartwarming. And I, I legitimately teared up when I was watching it again. Also, uh, I love yeah. when he Annie, just screams. this girl is on fire side chats. <laughs> also, I love, when he, I love when he just yells harmony. And then Daddy Warbucks immediately <laughs> starts harmonizing. Yeah, they're like, everyone sings. It's like, Republicans can sing too. It's like, wife, sing. He's like, I'm not much of a singer. Sing. <laughs> it's like, oh the president gets the solo. <laughs> I'm like, I love like that I'm so your commander in chief. You will sing. I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, okay, if, this is, if this is your abuse of power, I'm for it. Honestly, yes. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, and so, okay, so we end the scene with the tomorrow, um, and they go back, and go to, back the to the orphanage, orphanage and where we see Annie's parents. They're like, "Hi, we hear like our, we dropped our daughter here a long time ago, mm-hmm. and Miss Hannigan's trying to talk to him." Blah 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 blah. And then, oh, wait a second, that's that's not Annie's parents. It's Rooster and Tis Lily Rooster in disguise. And Lily. Here's my Tis thing. Rooster How and Lily. How did she not recognize She them? is drunk. She is drunk. I had but, a point for this. Okay. Because she is blackout drunk 24-7. I guess. But he it's wore just a like, mustache, so, Okay, Raven. so the, but the last time, the last time she saw Rooster, <laughs> she recognized him on sight. The only thing he has done to change his appearance is put on a fake mustache. But he had, he a, must- he had a mustache before. <laughs> it was just thinner. Like he has a pencil. Hat. He has a pencil stash. First of all, we didn't talk about that, but he has a pencil stash, for one. And he just there's put a on reason a we fake, didn't talk about it. He puts on a fake mustache. That, that's the only thing he did to attempt to change his appearance. And then that doesn't Raven, literally that doesn't just change you a pencil. A pencil stash that doesn't turn you on. Surprisingly, no. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, she doesn't recognize Rooster or Lil. And they're like, "Ah, tis we." <laughs> I use I use the term "twas" in a text to my boss the other day. 
<laughs> Good. Um, glad, glad work's going well for you with all the shit that's been going on with it. Right. Um, yeah. So, so we, yeah. So we then find they out hatch a plan. Yeah, because we find out that Miss Hannigan already knows that Annie's parents have been dead for a few years. Um, yeah, and, and, and then she also propositions fifty thousand. We'll divide it equally. She was like, "I get half." Yes. I have all the information. I have what you need. And then Reese was like, "That's Fuck. fair." Like I have all the information that you need. I have the physical like evidence that you need to win them over to get the fifty thousand in the first place. I'm getting half. Um, and so then we get into the song Easy Street. Yeah, her parents were killed in the fire. Oh, yes. And, they're and like, so the authorities like, like gave her all of their belongings. Including the part of the locket. Mm-hmm. And Which, like, they're like, I... yeah, we'll just we'll just get her. And then they're like, and then we'll dump her in a river. We'll kill her. Yeah. Which, okay, which is confusing to me because later on. Because she keeps on saying kill, kill, kill. And just doesn't track. And later on, we'll, we'll talk about. We'll when get. We get well, to, no, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about. I'll get that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we get into the um, song so Easy, Easy Street, Street, which is a fun, a fun jazzy song. Yes, I love. <laughs> First of all, why is she ripping off Rooster's clothes? Why does she want to fuck her brother? Like she is being as sexual with him as Lily is, and it's high key concerning. Like I understand, like Raven, we're like technically brothers, and like there was that one time you were just like, ooh. Um, but like other than that, why this is not Game of Thrones? Nope, not okay. Don't want incest. Not a fan. Incest, not for the wincest. Indeed. Um, I do love though. She wants to fuck him so bad. Yeah, it's and not she's okay. Jealous of, of Lily. Of Lily. Also, I I will say though, I do love when they're doing their little um like three in a row thing like they're marching arm in arm and she keeps running to the door frame because the door frames are only wide enough for two people oh <laughs> i love that fun, yeah and also fun fact because they had to like reshoot they just like you know they shoot some stuff and they to reshoot stuff um after like the primary shooting carol burnett um had corrective like jaw alignment surgery mm-hmm. um so she like she was quoted in the Chicago tri- uh, Tribune um, that she like told the directors because she was like Mr. Houston, two months ago when I went into the closet I didn't have a chin. <laughs> so in this song in these scenes, she had like facial reconstructive yeah. part of her surgery. That's so wild. that's fun. That's wild to like correct to like overbite. Yeah. Interesting. That's really cool. Um, yeah, so she keeps running into the door frame. Also, oh, and this easy shoot was also supposed to be an outdoor number. Um, but yeah, so during this song, so one, okay, again, the choreography, it's there's a little bit of like a Three Stooges, like slapstick element to it, which I think is really yeah. fun with these characters. Which we've it talked about in jazzy. Cabaret. Yeah. Um, that they are sexual. Yes. One thing I think is. is really cool in this scene. So there's a bit where they're at the, I think if they're at the end of the staircase, like either the top end or the bottom end, I forget. Um, but like, you know, how there's like at the end of the banister, there's like that like kind of knob formation, like pillar thing um, at the end of a lot of banisters. Rooster. I'm not familiar with that Beyonce song. <laughs> Rooster um, does this 
move where he's like holding onto it and like swinging his legs around it which is a men's gymnastic move that yep, they do on yep. the pommel horse that is incredibly say, yep. difficult to do like it takes a lot of strength i assume that wasn't control. tim curry i i mean i don't know tim curry is amazing so maybe that's true he but either either way somewhere. whoever did that like that is, is not an whispers. easy mean that is not an easy no. move to do no 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 no, no, no yeah no, no. it takes a lot of strength and a lot of like agility to be able to do that especially on like on a pommel horse that's at least like a sort of level surface but like on that like he was on a banister so like he he had to bring his legs up higher than you normally it's very difficult and i applaud Mm -hmm. whoever like whether it's tim curry or like a stunt actor i applaud whoever did it which they did shoot him from the back during that so maybe it wasn't tim curry um in this song i wrote down bernadette peters how dare you Oh my gosh. I think that's a fair statement to say. Yep. Um, also, I love the kazoo trumpet that uh, Miss Hannigan oh, yeah, is cool. playing throughout. Um, yeah, and also when they're like skipping the step, the stairs step skipping mm-hmm. bothers me. Because it makes me think of like people who just like naturally walk two steps at a time upstairs. Who are you trying to impress? <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so it's important to note that I guess right oh. before they got into the and song Easy Street, Molly, we do see that Molly overheard them making yeah. their plan. Also, yeah. Rooster says at one time, hit it, sis, and then they like air hump each other. Yeah, it. I was not okay. Yeah, so Molly hears and is like, we have to do something about it. And Pepper's just like, uh, nope, clean the bathroom. And then and Molly then whacks her in the face with a mop. With a shit mop. Yep. I love Molly. I just, I love this little girl. She's amazing. Love the drug. She... Love, <laughs> love the high. No. Um. My mommy listens to this. I it say as joke. I'm getting drunk. It, it, was a, it was a joke, Mrs. Smith. She, your, your daughter does not do drugs. Yeah, so then they all try to, like, they all kind of band together try to and escape. try to stop them. And With they just lock them in a closet. Okay, and I'll bring this up later. Is this the Some paddle contradictions. Closet? It's the paddle closet. It's the okay. file closet. It's the paddle okay. closet. It's the closet from her office. Um, yeah, so Rooster and Lily are at the Warbucks's, and they're Ralph and Shirley Mudge. Well, we're not there yet. So they lock the over into the closet oh, before Annie, Annie and Daddy Warbucks return from the White and House. She, and she's like so actually as, giving up hope. As Which I think it's important to note that yeah, as they're walking right. back into the mansion, we hear an instrumental version of Maybe being played in the background by... Yep. I was going to ask you, I don't know if you remember, do you know what the instrument was that was... Because it was like a solo instrument that was playing the remember. melody from Give Maybe. Give me an example. Well, what did it, it sound was, like? So it was, it was very forlorn... And it was it was a deeper sounding instrument, so I don't think it was like a flute or anything like that. It was a was deep... it a, did it sound like a woodwind or a brass? I think it sounded more like a woodwind. Like like without knowing any better, I would think it was like an oboe. Oh, probably an English horn. Okay. Or a higher bassoon. I believe because bassoons have long ranges. That's fair, um, but it was. I would it was say such... uh, I would say English horn. Okay, uh, but yeah, it was like it was like because it was you know Annie and Daddy Warbucks return because they they specifically took her to the White House as a distraction from all the whole thing with the parents search and everything. So she's coming yeah. back. She's clearly hoping for news that they found her parents, and you hear this single solo, just like beautiful instrument 
playing an instrumental version of maybe in the background, clearly symbolizing her hope that like maybe they're here. Like maybe this prayer is the last one of its kind. You know, like maybe I finally found them. And then she gets her hopes dashed because Grace informs them that they have not found her parents, that she interviewed, it was either 500 or 800, I forget the exact number, but multiple hundreds of Let's, people. Let's, you know, call it even and say a baker's dozen. <laughs> it was at least 12. <laughs> Which is technically correct. Technically correct, the best kind of correct. Um, and Grace says, and I quote, I never realized how many dishonest people there are in New York. Really? Well, because they live in a bubble. That's, which is fair. A billionaire's bubble. But just like, really? You've been to her orphanage. Yeah, Um, and so she's like, like, Annie's like, has lost hope in some respect. Yeah, and so then we cut back to the orphanage and we see that the kids like have managed or found a way to like climb out of the closet and they're scaling this like pipe down to the street level because uh, they're on the, they climb out to like the roof of the house, basically. Yeah. Um, and they scale and down. It's a long way down. Yes, and I was terrified for those. Good kids. thing they're super athletic that we've seen from all their dance numbers that they could probably scale this bailing. So anyway, back at the mansion, we have Annie's parents, and they're trying mm-hmm. to like prove that supposedly. With their, Which like, I fake purposely said incorrectly, and it killed me. Continue. Um, Posodedly, as you <laughs> so eloquently said. <laughs> for this poor friend. Um, that they're Ralph and Shirley Mudge. Um, and they're like, you're just here for the reward? And they're like, what reward? Um, and they're like, how'd you even hear about this? Trying to call them out of the bullshit. They're like, we don't, we don't read the paper. We're so, we're poor. Um, we're so poor, like, but the, also the, the we're nice totally capable of taking the care of the child. The, the nice lady at the orphanage told us, and I feel like, I mean, yeah, it worked, but I feel like if they were going to try to be like really smart about it, they were like, yeah, that mean lady at the orphanage, that Facts. bitch at the orphanage told us about this. Also, so they say, which I, I get that is part of their bit, but they say like, we fu- when they bring Annie in, she says like, we finally found you. She's literally been at the same orphanage you dropped her at 10 her years at. ago. So what do you mean we finally found you? She's been at that orphanage since like a week ago. So. Um, yeah. And so Annie is skeptical. Uh, she's combination skeptical and um, sad. Because she yeah. really likes, like she which wants I, like, to she hope, but she won't dare she, to hope. And she also loves Daddy Warbucks, yes. which I don't appreciate. All of it's like solely on him, and none of it's on Grace. Oh yeah, and I don't like that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so I anyway, agree. and like Lily, um, aka Shirley, is just like, I can help you pack, baby, and she was like, I got it. Mom, and um, she hesitantly says like, Mom, Mom. Which you could yeah. see was hard for. But um, they also say like, oh, we're just so glad. So Daddy Warwick's like writes them the check, you know what I mean? Hands it to them. And he's like, we're just so glad to have found Annie. We don't need money. He says after taking the check. And then he's yeah, like, he's well, like, I can take it back. And she's like, oh, well, yeah. we are poor. Also, so. how does cashing checks work when you're in the 30s? Because assume... those aren't their names. Oh, facts. 
was going to say, oh, I assume you just like. It's not addressed to them. It's which, not addressed to You Kat. know what's wild? You know how you know I'm a millennial? Or I, you know how you know I'm a Gen Z? I was like, oh, well, you just have to actually take it into the bank. <laughs> nope. Well, <laughs> I, well, you can, you can also, especially back in these times, like, you can't also, like, literally cash it, as in, like, trade it in for physical cash. Like, not, yeah, that was that, my question. not deposit it into an account. I wasn't sure. But I guess, like, if you don't have an account with that Because the bank's bank, collapsed at this point in time. That's right? true. So you, there's not even a bank for you to take it to. I mean, there, there are physical banks, but, like, they don't have money. Like, that was the they whole problem. They don't have $50,000. That was the whole problem is that everyone tried to cash out their accounts at the same time. So they don't have cash. I have no idea. I have no idea how this was supposed to work. But it doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter because so they take Annie... Um, and we do see like Annie is like, oh, all of these nice clothes will like, they might make my parents feel bad because they can't afford to give me nice clothes like this. So I want to give these clothes. It seems performative and I don't buy it, Annie. What? I don't think she believes that. But she does say like, oh, I want to give them to the other orphan kids. I'm kidding. I hope so because it was so sincere. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, um, and so, we, we hear yeah. another little quip of maybe where she's saying like, oh, I was almost his baby. And he says, I almost called her my baby. And it's just so cute. Yeah. And it's, it's again, they're like, oh, yeah, this could have happened. Like, oh, this is for the best. Maybe. Yeah. It's the doubt. Yes. That is like uh, intrinsic to the song. Which is, it's a different version of the doubt in maybe that we've seen. Because before... Yep, exactly. The doubt in maybe was all about, oh... What she didn't have. They probably won't come, though. Whereas now it's like, no, I have this. But this other thing, like, I should do this other thing, and I'm giving this up. And that's yeah. for the best, but it's probably not, you know? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so then, um, boo, 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 we see the orphan girls. They're like, oh, we need to uh, one Fifth Avenue. And they're just like, we have to go to 987. They're just like, we'll never make it. But I do love, so I don't know if you noticed, Campbell, but I was really into like the instrumental music this time around. While they're doing this whole escapade to, you know, rescue Annie's. Yeah, to rescue Annie and stuff. The music in the background is like this light, fluty, woodwindy version of It's a Hard Knock Life. And I was going to say it's upbeat, but It's a Hard Knock Life is already kind of upbeat. But it's it's like a a scampery version of it. It's like like a a Hermes version. The Greek god. Yeah. It's like I see it, but I don't understand why that's the one you went to. I don't know. <laughs> I, if you're asking me to like explain how my brain works, um, we're both going to be left uh, depressed. <laughs> it's like it's like oh my gosh, it's like the the tone of this rendition of "It's a Hard Knock Life" is the same tone you would get with like like the Benny Hill theme or like when a character <laughs> when a character is being chased by another. It's like it's a scampering type of version. It is very much. It's campy a um, little bit. It's very much Willy Wonka flute bring in the oompa loompas to sing about the death of a child true but i was thinking tom and jerry i mean similar yes 
if you really if you really, if you really break it down, it down. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um if you really don't strip it down for parts so yeah so then we see annie in the I'm car i'm gonna say yeehaw after that oh my gosh <laughs> so oh we do see so they pass they end up passing the car that annie's in and oh yeah sandy, gets kidnapped they see like, sandy oh yeah yeah she basically is kidnapped by them and yeah uh we see miss hannigan in the car and they like put a like cloth over like annie's mouth yeah um, and they're just like, ha, gotcha, bitch. Um, <laughs> um, but we see them, they're at a stoplight when the kids pass them and they don't see Andy in the cabin, but they do see Sandy in the trunk of the, of the truck. And so yeah. they call to him. He jumps out of the car and is running with them. Um, and later on we see that, so they keep running and then we see that Annie eventually asks like, Hey, I have Why to Why don't use the they bathroom. stop to ask for help if they see the dog? They're I, just like, I don't. I don't know. They're, like, I think I think they're more focused on informing Warbucks that these people are frauds. Because I think yeah. in their mind, like even if like you've seen how much adults hate these orphans, like in their mind, if true. they if they just ask for help, no one's gonna help like they'd be like, sir, like are like a fellow orphans being kidnapped, they would have like been curb stomped and spat <laughs> right? on. Oh my these gosh. six years old, these six, year six year old children. It's <laughs> like, oh, say that again piece of shit like straight up snap the necks of someone in front of them is like are you gonna say something else to me huh little girl is what like i would believe the adults in this universe to do right wild talk um, about taking the dog to the sausage factory they would just eat the dog live there oh my god just to prove no. a point um yeah. fruit stand guy would be like oh yeah i've written 10 10 i'm gonna old yell at that in front of these kids <laughs> Talk about where the red fern grows. Oh Let's traumatize some traumatized Ooh. kids already. So, Annie <laughs> says that she has to use the bathroom, so they pull over for her. She ends up, Miss Hannigan gets help first to like, let her out. She ends up grabbing the check and then Which running away. Which she does, basically, my favorite word of all time. She, yoink. <laughs> it's yoink. the best word. Um, Furthermore, but yeah, yeah so yoink. then they're all chasing her. Um, and uh, she's like running away, running away, running away. They're following her, and Rooster, she's like, oh, I'm gonna kill her. And then Miss Hannigan's like, Oh, oh, he actually means it, like, he's really gonna like murder when this I said little girl, kill, kill, kill. I was saying it in jest <laughs> and locking orphans in this closet mm-hmm. with no. With no thought about coming home so that they would die in that closet. Correct. <laughs> is the point I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. She was like, not this poor Finn. I don't want this one to die. The yeah. six others and the hundred that lives in that home. Yeah. Could care less. <laughs> but this one. Couldn't care This less. one really gives me the run and ra- run around. Run around um, by Blues Travelers then the, starts playing. The cheeky one who's a drunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's a drunk. She related to her. <laughs> so yeah, she's, she's like, She's a drunk oh. redhead. She's like, oh shit, he's really gonna kill her. Rooster, don't kill the orphan. And then she like tries to fight her lover. She, she, yeah, she does try to stop him and he smacks the shit out of her. Oh, she like, and there goes, and down goes Frazier. Oh my gosh. Cheers. Cheers. Um, yeah, so he, 
chases her up to she starts climbing this like tower i think it's like the bno tower or whatever it is um, it was a bridge Yes, that's what it was. It was it was a bridge that was like up. It was one of the ones that can part. Yeah, yeah. So she starts climbing up to the top of that. He like chases her, um, and she like they're climbing very high. Like I was like, yeah. girl, if you slip, like you dead. Um, so we see that there's um, the orphans. You know, got to the mansion. They warned them. Like blah blah blah. So they have an entire police force out searching for them. The firemen are getting ready. I like didn't yeah. leave a comment about the the like trampolines. They're like, we only have one. I was like, you are not prepared. <laughs> you are um, not prepared. Um, but the doorman slash bodyguard, he's like, you know, up on the autocopter. Like they're like searching for them, um, which they ended up finding their truck. I think even before she. So sorry, the orphans managed to tell them before they actually pulled over and everything like they already had sight of the truck before they ever pulled over and like she got out and everything so now like they're flying off like everyone's like coordinating efforts to rescue her um and she's like when hannah is knocked out on the ground yes i'm just saying like she's just a baby (laughs) i'm just like you already didn't try to kill this girl really conflicting maybe this was the only point that she has been sober that's fair no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so then um, the doorman ends up, like, rescuing Annie. He, like, takes off. I said, oh, no, this is bad. Which part? Okay, because when he, whatever... When he unwraps his turban. His turban. Yep. Um, and so with I whatever same ethnicity mm-hmm. you're trying to portray... Or religion. Horribly, or religion. Mm-hmm. Um... Certain things mean things. Yes. Turbans aren't just hats. No. They're not just hats made of strips of fat. Like, a lot of times they're, like, oftentimes religious headdresses, which are considered, Mm -hmm. like, nearly, like, sacred. There's Um, deep significance. There is deep, like, cultural and or religious significance to turbans and like I, I don't know if it was if the if it was just like oh this is like desperate need but it's just like i you can do i magic. don't think you can we've seen you levitate multiple things at this point but it's like i don't think you would use a, like the fabric from it like i just don't think this is what a person of that cultural ethnic or religious background would it's do not in like this a situation. rope ladder in an autocopter or just a rope. Like, does he have to be a, a ladder? <laughs> like, just a rope. True. <laughs> it got me. <laughs> it got me. It um, just, yeah, anyway, bothers bad. me. Bad, yep. bad, bad, yep, bad, yep, bad. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, and so Easter Annie... doesn't die. Uh, he should have. He should have. He, like, slid down, or at least he, like, I don't know. He slid all the way down, but then they but then they got him on the trampoline. Well, I'm just like, he's not the one you need to rescue. No. <laughs> don't really care about him. He and can die. his sister like punches him. I'm like, good. Yeah. Um, um, but so yeah, so Annie is safe. Yeah. And then we get into um, so like Annie is officially adopted by the Warbucks or by mm-hmm. Daddy Warbucks, who presumably will marry Grace. Um, we see this huge celebration that they're doing at the mansion um, for Fourth of July. For the Fourth of July, and also for adopting Annie. Um, and so we get into the finale, which is like a medley. It's like I don't need anything but you. 
then we got Annie, and then tomorrow, which is what they end on. Yeah. So they're this together is a forever. Big ass party. And these I'm balloons exploding in fire seem dangerous. Yes, but fun. The pres uh, yesterday was plain awful. You can say that again, and then she does. That's fun. <laughs> I like that. I'm, I was like, I'm having a good time. <laughs> I love their little tap routine together. It's yep. so cute. The why president is, is there. Why is Miss Hannigan there? For a 4th of July celebration and the president is not at the White House? Nope. Um, why is Miss Hannigan there? Okay, Miss Hannigan, two things. One, don't ride elephants. Nope. Um, that's how uh, Whitney Cummings ends all of her podcast, Good For You. Don't ride elephants. Um, don't ride elephants. Two... There is no consequences for any of her actions. Nope. Which is not acceptable. No. Not acceptable at all. Next. <laughs> also, Daddy Warbucks finally gives her the locket. Yeah. Which is so cute. And so yeah, so basically Grace. there's a happily ever after, you know, she's adopted, blah, blah, blah. And then this kind of we goes get to into... Fireworks credits. Yeah, and this kind of goes into the comic strip where it gets into the mini adventures of her life with him. Yeah. Yeah. Very cute. So. Fiend. Fiend. Composé. So, I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, The composer for the music of Annie is Charles Strauss. So he is a composer and lyricist. Um, his actual like first Broadway musical was Bye Bye Birdie, which first um, opened on Broadway in 1960. Um, and he actually won his first Tony ever for that musical, um, for Best Musical. So he has worked on a ton of stuff, um, just a couple of them being Applause, uh, Charlie and Algernon, Rags. Um, he composed the both of the Broadway productions like Annie. So Annie, the first Broadway production, and then there was like an Annie 2, and then there was an, um, what was it called? Annie 3. There was an, it was an Annie Warbucks. There was an Annie Warbucks, which was like the official like sequel, I guess, to Annie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's also done Nick and Nora, um, and then he's also done like some TV and like films. So he did Bonnie and Clyde, Ishtar, all Dogs Go to Heaven, and then he also did, there was both a uh, theater production and a film version of Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. I remember he did both in of them. elementary school, we did see a theater production of that. Like he some, composed like, local it. local group. Yeah. And it was so good. He composed what a good the score book. for that. Um, such a good book. What a good book um, about, like, you're just not fucking feeling it so he has one so he won two tonys for best musical one for bye bye birdie one for applause and he also won a tony for best <laughs> score for annie and he was nominated for an addition for four additional tonys um so then the lyrics were done by martin sharnan and this man has done so much in his life like what i have i have like a full section of notes here for him it's made it's a fraction of his like all of his like pages and information and stuff. So he is a lyricist, writer, and theater director. Campbell. He appeared as one of the Jets 
and the original production of West Side Story. He was Big Deal. That was his that was his jet name. And uh. while like in that role, he played over a thousand performances in that role. Um wild. He also gobsmacked. He also wrote, directed, and produced nightclub acts for Nancy Wilson, Mary Travers, Larry Kurt, Jose Ferrer, Leslie Uggams, and Dionne Warwick. You shut the <laughs> fuck up. Yes, yes. Also... The queen of Twitter herself? Also, he has worked with and or wrote for Fred Astaire, Ethel Merman... Cass Elliot and Barbara Streisand. <laughs> he's Barbara also Streisand. he also oh yeah he also cre- he's well, he created Annie like he this version yeah. of Annie he created. Um, he's also directed like dozens of companies of both it and like the official sequel like Annie Warbucks. Um, and he's oh my god he's done so much stuff. So he's also done like the little so he did like a bunch of like different reviews and stuff like that so we did the littlest review sid caesar real to real the broadway reviews as well as the jackie gleason show um he has won two emmys and been nominated for two additional ones he has won one tony and been nominated for three additional ones he's won a grammy and two drama desk awards and- i love not looking up anything about the composers because i love oh, being it's um, amazed wild. it's so wild he no. had so much stuff that i was like i gotta pick out like individual great facts because there's there's he's done so much in his life um yeah. so also one thing Furthermore. that i think is absolutely wild so oh, I is looked, this the thing that you looked at me weird yes i looked okay. up the awards and nominations for the 1982 film annie um so it won uh, a best young motion picture, a uh, best young motion picture actress for Eileen Quinn, obviously. Um, it had two Oscar nominations, three uh, Hollywood Film like Foreign Press Association nominations, but it also won a Golden Raspberry Award for worst supporting actress, which I didn't know was a category and that also that went is. to Eileen Quinn. And I'm just like, what does that even mean? They're like, they 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 got the feel of the adults in the musical. They're like also worst supporting actress. I was like, how this was that dumbass kid? I don't. I don't. That's so rude I to give I, it also to a child. But here's here's my thing though. Here's my thing though. I don't know if it's what? meant. I don't know if it's meant to be like satirical because because she is the main like she is the main character. So she's not a supporting actor. Like she. I don't know if it's meant but to like, be like credit wise. She's like eight. I. I don't. So it does say like it is intended to be a humorous award, but it's still just like. I think they're just Raven. I think they're just dicks. I mean, yeah, a lot she's of people just a are child, just child, and she did a great job. There's no part of it that she did not that uh, she was bad. Yeah, she she won an award. Her and for, Carol Burnett were like the two best in this musical. Yeah, she won an award for worst supporting actress. Maybe I want yeah. to think it's satirical. She's the worst supporting actress because she stole the show. That's what I'm thinking. Like, because she was like the main character. So she's the worst supporting actress because she wasn't supporting. She just was the <laughs> The worst supporting actress goes to Annie in Annie. Yeah. That's, that, was, that was my thought process of like, that's what like, I be also the like hate people and I believe the worst in them. That's fair. 
and I support you in believing the worst. Wild. So Campbell, what are we playing today? We are playing... I mean, I didn't give you options, so unless you went rogue. Which I sometimes do. <laughs> you do. Um, today, we are playing tomorrow. <laughs> that really tickled you. Uh, Raven will be playing the cello, and I will okay. attempting to play the trumpet. Ooh. Oh, you did tell me you would do that. Which I haven't practiced really since Raven gave it to me months ago. Well, no. You said that you had practiced it for a while, and then you didn't practice That week. That week. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That week I was with you. But after that, maybe like once, I just played like a song for like two minutes, but that's it. Okay. Because like, I don't know the trumpet. That's fair. So this could be interesting, but it's the, the same. It it's the same kind of like instrument key as the clarinet. So if it gets too bad, I'll just switch to the clarinet. That's fair. I support that for you. They're both B flat instruments. So boop 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 boop. Blues can do. We can too. Boom. That's me going in the painting and blues clues. Hey everyone, in addition to our other nonprofit partners, I would like to do a quick plug for the Dodario Foundation. The Dodario Foundation is a nonprofit grant making organization that provides monetary and product support to high quality music instruction programs on the front line to improve access to music education. And every single cent raised goes directly to getting kids involved in community music programs, acquiring and maintaining instruments, providing college scholarships, and supporting new innovations in music education across 41 U.S. states and 180 cities. They accept monetary donations, of course, but also instruments. So if you have an old instrument that you no longer use, please consider donating it to the Dodario Foundation, where they can get it into the hands of a student in need. However you're able to contribute, you can go to dodariofoundation.org slash about slash donate. That is Dodario Foundation, D-A-D-D-A-R-I-O, foundation.org slash about slash donate. Now please enjoy the sultry sounds of me and Campbell destroying music. Let's stop. I didn't play any of that right. That's fine, because um, where I stopped, I was not... Uh, those notes were not working, so... We stopped at the same place, though. Did it really? I stopped at the beginning of 15. Or, sorry, the beginning of 13. Yeah, same. Oh. <gasps> Do you want to start at 13? Yeah. Okay. So 13 to the end of the page? Yeah. Okay. One, two, one, two, three, four. Stop. All right, cool. Cool. So pick up to 18 to the end. <laughs> yeah, can you go to the next page? Oh, that's so. I yeah, don't know how to play this instrument. The melody for the trumpet. I don't know how to play this instrument, but I thought it would be more fitting for the song, Raven. That's which is fair. I mean, the trumpet is like the like the trumpet. I'm is not a brass player. Fitting. I've played brass instruments before, but I'm not a brass brass yeah, I'm player. I'm Campbell, a woodwind player. But Campbell, I could easily <clears throat> have just played violin for this. I know the melody. 
And then I which is which was my intent picking this song. I was like, this is a song I know I could play the melody for and not sound like absolute garbage like I normally do. So like that. I but this like is a trumpet song. And it like, is a trumpet gave, song. And you gave me Beulah. And That's I love fair. her. That's fair. I'm saying you didn't have to do this to yourself. I know. And I like, I know it sounds bad. But. Well, I mean, you sound. It's fine. Honestly, given what I know, like given the fact that I know for a fact, one, you don't really play, play a lot of brass instruments. You mostly play woodwinds. Two, you've never played a trumpet before I physically gave you a trumpet, which was not that long ago. And you haven't, like, gotten the chance to, like, play it a bunch since. Like, you sound fine for the level of understanding that you have of this instrument, Campbell. Yeah, but for both of us, we know that's not good enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let, let me just play through some stuff. Okay, pick up to 18. Yep. To the you want to just go to 26? Oh, to the end. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, one, two, one, two, three. Uh-huh. Wait, can we, um, real quick, uh, can we? You want to start the second ending? No, because I want to play that again. Because I know nah, I can do it nah, nah. You want you want to start at like already played it correctly. You want to play at twenty one. Twenty one. Yes. Okay. One, two, one, two, three, four. I think that was good. I think that was fine. I think this is the best performance I've given on cello so far on this podcast. And I think it's the best I've given uh, on trumpets <laughs> on this podcast. Tis, Campbell. Indeed, technically, tis. it is also the worst. And you can like look at my lips because they like look kind of like fuller because like the pressure I've had like right mm-hmm. here. Look. You did the uh, what's the the lip challenge? Whatever. The Kylie that? Jenner lip challenge. Kylie channel. Jenner, yeah. Um, listeners, I don't play the trumpet. Here's a little ditty, um, by Jack and Diane. Um, what's, um, public domain? You can't tell if it's anything. That's all I got, listeners. (laughs) Amazing. So, um, Raven. Mm Mm-hmm. How would you rate this musical? <sighs> I, With numbers, but what would you rate it? <laughs> I think I would rate this musical like a seven, maybe a seven and a half out of ten. I would also rate it a seven out of ten. <gasps> Is this the first time we've ever rated something the exact same? We both rated Chicago a, Chicago a ten. Oh, that's fair. And I think we both rated... No, I think I gave from Justin to Kelly a two. I think you gave it a one. No, no, no. I gave from Justin and Kelly a two. I gave High School Musical two a one. That's right. Which is still wild to me. High School Musical two is the worst musical I've ever seen. Annie. Annie. Yes, Annie. Uh, We both rated a seven out of ten. Campbell. Yes. Ah, you beat me to it. You, you, you sneaky, you you sneaky person. 
you can find us wherever podcasts are found, including but not limited to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yes. Google Podcasts, <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Podcasts, Podbean. Um, I think those are the major ones. And if you have the ability to like rate, like, or subscribe, I know you can like episodes and follow us on iTunes. Uh, Podbean. You can follow us on Spotify. You can uh, rate and comment on, you know, Apple product mm-hmm. podcast platform. So iTunes or Apple Podcasts. If you do that and rate us. Hopefully well. If you don't think we should be rated well, please contact us at boozicals at gmail.com or Instagrams at boozicals. Um, and let us know, like, what you would rather hear and, like, things that we can improve on. Mm-hmm. But if you do rate us well on those platforms, it does make other people see us more. And what we're trying to do with this is to, you know, honestly, like, support music education while getting drunk in the process. So it, like, is a win-win situation. Like, Raven and I, like, fuels our own addictions, but, like, kids can, like, escape through music. Mm -hmm. So um, that does help other people see us more, so that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's where you can find us. Um, I hope y'all like the episode. Um, again, not apologize for the orphan humor, but like I, it was. Fine. It was solid. It's solid. It's solid bits. And again, if it just sounds like me hating on people without parents, um, that's because Raven edited it that way. <laughs> so night, y'all. Bye. Wait, wait. This is I liked such that a good episode. episode. This is, this is such, such a good such episode. A good episode. Uh.